could forget Shantae. Young Shantae. Let the great experiment begin! Do it. Yeah! Hello. General Kenobi. Hello, Charles. Something so ridiculous is in such a great episode, huh? Yeah, spoiler alert. I think we're going to be given some high, high <laughs> star ratings on this one. But yeah, if I had to pick one. An more. episode that is like stoked in like sincerity in lore. And then there's one thing that just sticks out in it. A bunch of spinnies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, spinny time. <laughs> Welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. And I'm Tom. I'm Adam. And what we do here is we review in chronological order that goddamn Rebel show. We used to do the Clone Wars, finish that off. And we are on to season two, episode 20, part one. This is Twilight of the Apprentice, part one. Part one of the season finale. And it is an exciting adventure. It's a doozy. I'm adjusting here. I, put, I got some new headphones because those old ones are starting to break. And I just feel a little off yeah, it's gonna yeah. take me a little while like here get to get this glasses. going yeah i don't like this i miss that old headset <laughs> i can't do this right now <laughs> um yeah so um yeah but we review the episodes uh, but first we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes and we get right on in there right into that episode we get right into that episode. right into the star wars stuff yeah we got a lot of stuff to get to today um let's see adam one two Three, four, or five. Which first one do you off, do you first? should we just? I, I want to thank Mo first of all. For, oh yes, for if you haven't episode. listened to it, uh, listen to our bonus and/or uh, retrospective episode with Jin My Stardust Mo. Uh, it was a great episode. I had so much fun. It was very fun. It was. It's yeah. I mean, I put it up there with some of our better episodes. I think it was a good time. The vibes were really immaculate. Yeah, great vibes. Um, I also have a bonus episode up with Tressa where we compare Attack of the Clones characters to Friends characters. So that is up as well. So there's a bunch of clone cast stuff for you to click on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely check out that Andor episode. That is an absolute ripper. Uh, Andor's a good show. Yes, it is. We'll just put it that way. Andor is a very good we'll show. We'll do the same after season two. So sometime in 2026, something yeah. like that. Oh, we'll get to it. Um, let's get the Sega Bass Fishing out of the way quick before we forget about it, as we always do. Adam, I need you to pick a number, 1 through 176, for our Sega Bass Fishing Sound Effect of the Week. Uh, 77. 77. Okay, yes, you have not picked 77 yet. Let's take a gander. I'm excited about 77. I got a good feeling about this one. Oh, it looks good, too. Mm, small one. Oh, mm, small <laughs> one. That's the second small one we've gotten. This one yeah. is just even more disappointed. Mm, small one. All right. Sega bass fishing. That's cool. Okay, we got that out of the way. I wonder how long it's going to take for us to find some kind of pattern. Like, oh, all of the 70s are talking about yeah, small, small ones. Small ones in just various <laughs> yeah. ways. Um. Okay. Let's see. One, two, 
three, four, five. Which pick a number? We got like five segments to do. Four. You want to do number four? Okay. Athorian alert. Athorians. The goddamn Athorian man sent in something for us. This is actually the quickest of the five. Um, it's been a while since we had a, you know, we ruined a song, but the Athorian historian was, uh, he listened to the Andor episode and he was inspired by Mo. So good transition there. Um, this is his latest uh, concoction. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Thank you, Authority Historian. Hey, Clone Castanovas, if you want, you can still send those in. We'll take them. I missed that bit. I think I'll do one. I'll yeah. do one this week. I actually did make one, but it was for a segment. Um, should we do that next? Yeah, let's That's do that That's a natural transition. Okay, so Bad Batch came out. So um, we are going to be discussing Bad Batch episodes one and two, which dropped last week. Um, we're going to set a timer. So if you haven't seen them yet, we will tell you it's going to be 10 minutes. It's going to be 10 minutes hard out. Right, Adam? Hard out. We're committing to this. We can't we can't have a 4-hour episode. Are you going to ask Siri to keep us keep us honest? Yeah, here. I'm going to start it now. Hold on. I'm bringing it up. Hey Siri, set a timer for 10 minutes. It's thinking. 10 minutes. Counting down. Okay. All right. Here we go. Bad, bad. Bad 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 Thank you. You're the best. <laughs> Ignored me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, we got five minutes. Five Let's minutes. go. Let's uh, go. Good. Yeah, your opinions. Very good. So two episodes. Okay, first off, we got to give it up. They put Sam Elliott in it. You you had me hopeful because when we were talking with Mo, you said they released three episodes. And I was like, oh, my God, I missed one. It just felt like three. Because yeah. it was big, man. It was great. It was big. I will say my, my main takeaway is they obviously are uh, doing a course correction on fucking up with Echo. <laughs> yeah. So the Echo, two most underutilized yeah. characters with no background. They were like, all right, well, we got to uh, have the one girl have the hots. For one of them in the first episode, and then we'll flesh out the other one. Yeah. Because the one pointed out, she called uh, Tech Brown Eyes, didn't she? Um, Did she? I thought she called Hunter Brown Eyes. Oh, I thought she she was referring to Tech, I thought. Wanda Sykes was flirting with them all. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, Echo and Tech got the most shine uh, by far. Um, And also, apparently, uh, Tech doesn't have Rex's uh, healing ability. Because he broke his leg and it did not heal immediately. Snap like a twig. Yeah, unlike Rex, who, as we know, he broke his leg and he was walking around at three <laughs> seconds. Sprung right he up. He literally got right back into fighting yeah. a guy. So that's Rex. Um, no, I loved it. Animation was incredible. <laughs> Off Again. the charts. I mean, just the beauty in the opening the scene. The opening with crab, with the, the, crabs. With the crab people. I mean, the colors were so lush and vivid. Yeah. 
I thought it looked incredible. Um, Omega's really coming into her own as a member of the batch. Like, I do love the fact that like Tech has her studying so she can like they can utilize her as like a full member of the team to like, oh, yeah. report on statistics and things. Yes, um, and she's like learning about specs. Yeah, she's learning about like different sh- shuttle classes and all this stuff. Like she's learning all the tricks in the trade of the galaxy. Yeah. Um, but I do like how she's obviously still a kid. Like, they show her oh, with yeah. Lulu, Lula. Well, and that was the know. whole point. Like, the part, I actually, like, I've been very emotional lately. And I got, like, a lump in my throat when she, like, when Echo was like, what are you doing, Omega? And she was like, you said you didn't want me. Or, oh, like, you said yeah. I ruined your guys' thing. Or I forget exactly what she said. Yeah. But, like, when she was talking about that, I, like, literally got choked up. Oh, wow. I don't know. It's, it takes nothing now for me. I think it's just the probably the influx of Christmas movies. You watched Home Alone, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You cry. The old man got to me. <laughs> the old man got to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought it was an awesome start. Um, I like how it focused exclusively on the batch. Like, we didn't even see Crosshair. Also, and I will say, the other part that I absolutely loved about it is Sid just laying it all out and being like, do you not think the Empire's coming here? Yeah. Like, my little operation's done for. Ford Mantell yeah. has not been touched yet. Yeah. She's like, have you not been paying attention? It's kind of like, like what happened on Ferrix and Andor. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it got worse and worse, and eventually they just run the fucking place. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it, it's, it, was a, it was a cool start. I'm interested to see where they're going to go with this season. But I do like the fact that they still got clones on like mop up duty, even though they've been yeah, training stormtroopers. Yep. So like on Sereno, they have a bunch of clones, like just they're moving men basically. They're like, yeah, you guys are the movers now. You just go pick up Dooku's shit and bring it to the fucking Imperial. Although where- I thought those guys, I didn't <laughs> think those guys. were clones. I thought those were recruits, and they still had Wilco. Oh really? I, I thought Jeff- th- I was trying to d- do the voices. I was trying to pick, and I think they were all. The same. I don't. Bo- I, th- I, don't I think, think they're so. all D. Bradley Baker. I don't think so. And they all, but they all, like we saw stormtrooper helmets last season. Yeah, I know. They all had the clone trooper helmets on. I don't know. I, we'll have to go back and look. But I we'll have to rewatch cloncastpod at gmail dot com. Let us. I know. was watching with the assumption that that Wilco was the one that was overseeing stormtroopers, and so the stormtroopers, the actual cadets, like the stormtroopers, were doing the heavy lifting. Yeah. If and, Wilco and, becomes a main player, we're going to have to make a segment for him using the song Theologians by Wilco. Oh, I don't think he's a main player. No, probably. With the way that that Oh, that's up. right. He died. <laughs> yeah, Rampart. Oh, that Rampart. Rampart came big. in strong yeah. I forgot. Season. Yeah, I forgot. I'm going to have to rewatch those tonight before the new one drops fucking tomorrow. I know. That's exciting. I can't wait. I can't wait either. That's great. Bad Batch Wednesdays are back. Ooh, the Bad Batch Blitz. Um, what would you give the first two? Out of ten. I was just so excited. I had a lot of fun. I give him an 8 out of 10. 8.5. 8.5 and an 8. Um, yeah, and plus, I really like Sereno and just seeing Duca's place. That and, like, was that The callback awesome. to, like, how many times we've been there. I really wish we would have got a peek of, like, his pajamas hanging up somewhere. We got the portal castle. Yes. We got the uh, the portal turret castle. We got the throne room with the... <laughs> it's a hard out. There it is. All right. Um, so, <laughs> we told the original people 10 minutes, so they're going to miss five minutes of the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was your... That's a bad batch blitz. Well, it may only be ten or five minutes per episode, but after we wrap up resistance in what I don't, I haven't mapped it out, but a year from now or so, we can just do a full review. 
We could we gotta look for other Star Wars properties to do. We gotta mix it up and figure yeah. it out. What's gonna be the regular episodes? So we because I think you know we'll probably we'll, after Rebels. I think we'll probably take a few months completely off. We'll see. I think. Well, I think we are going to. We're uh, gonna take I'm an a, actual break. I'm addicted. I got the itch. So I know you got the itch. But every now and then, it's we think like, oh, it would have been nice if we actually took a break. Yes. And I think even if we're kind of in like a good mood and ready to keep rolling, we might have to just tell ourselves take a couple. Months. Should we take a vacation together? Yeah. Where should we go? I don't know. <laughs> we go out to Anaheim. It would be awesome. We go, go to, to Galaxy's yeah. Edge. I so Mo, I bet Mo okay, put us so up. So half of the fun is going to be going to Galaxy's Edge. We got a lot of clone cast in California. I would love to go to Galaxy's Edge. The other half of the fun is going to be me seeing you on an airplane. Uh, that's the part I can't wait. I don't for. think it's going to be as exciting as you think it is. I thought you were terrified of flying. I don't like it, but I'm calm. Okay. Um, I might be the dumbass that claps when it lands. But you've never been with me where I've been poking and prodding you the entire time. It all depends. Do we have a s- smooth flight or a turbulent flight? <laughs> oh, I'm hoping for turbulence. That's fucked up. Do you no, know? Uh, no, I like to put the bow, the noise cancelers on, and I like the turbulence to rock me to sleep. This sounds awful. <laughs> I'm assuming if we go to, like, California, we're going to be taking a larger plane. I bet turbulence won't be that bad. Yeah, well, even big planes, they get shaken up sometimes. Yeah. You're probably going to have us fly to Phoenix just so we can take a smaller plane into L.A. I don't know. That's down the line. Uh, but That would be a good that would be a good. Yeah, location. I mean, after resistance, though, we are going to have to be like, OK, what, what are we reviewing next? Yeah. The good thing is there's a lot of stuff still out yeah, there. Yeah, we got no shortage of property. I mean, Bad Batch in itself will have two full seasons then and we can do actual, you know, treat them like we've treated everything else. Yep. I mean, we did the Bad Batch reasonable reactions, but those were. They weren't they weren't the episodes that followed the standard formula. No. So, um, but yeah, we can do Mando. I mean, that would be fun. By then, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Uh, we could Book of Boba Fett might have more. Yep. There's a lot of uh, built in stuff for the clone cast to review over and over again. We might just we could just run it back and do the fucking Clone Wars if again. Wanted- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted to do. If- I wanted to do the Clone Wars again. If we wanted to stay true to the animation yeah. review, then it, it would be Bad Batch, but we, yeah. we'll see. It'll be interesting doing Resistance. I can't, I'm looking forward to it. Garrick's a Resistance fan. I, ta- I told my little brother Sam, who's been on the podcast. Oh, that's Because right, he was yeah. like, what are you going to do when you wrap up Rebels? I was like, we're doing Resistance. And he looked at me dead in the eyes and he goes, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched some of it because you're like, yeah, you can watch that. Yeah. Um, I've watched some of it. It's eight. Do you like cell shade? Like, do you like, did you like, I, I think you like the Wind Waker a lot. I loved the Wind Waker. So you probably will like the I animation style. I love the Wind style. Waker and I loved uh, the Spider-Man Ultimate video game that came out for PlayStation I 2. I love that fucking that game. That game was awesome. I actually, like, I don't think they've ever made a Spider-Man game where I'm like, this sucks. Nah, there were one or two. I was uh, very disappointed. Spider-Man by, 2 was fucking incredible. By the third one. I think after I beat Red Dead, I'm going to go back and do Spider-Man again on PS4. On PS4. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That one's great. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with that. That game was great. I quit playing it for some reason, but Did I was... Did you play I, Miles Morales? No. Okay. No, yeah. I didn't either. I, that's kind of where I stopped playing was when you... There was that mission where you became Miles for a little yep. bit. And I, that's the last thing that I really distinctly remember about they the also, game. They, they had a couple of ma- missions where you played as Mary Jane, and you had to, like sneak around an office and stuff and it was like get the fuck out of here just give me give me my oh that's right i remember yeah uh yeah that's 
I don't know, but I like kind of like how they followed. Clearly, they were they drew inspiration from the Arkham yeah. games, which I think is the best game series of all time. They're great. Like they're not my favorite video games, but it's just like a whole, like all four of them. Fucking oh, but yeah, I'm a fan of cell shading. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you'll probably like the animation. Um, I don't think you'll have an issue with the animation at all. There's some there's some colorful. I'm sure, characters. it's not all bad. It can't be all bad. No, it, it's you know. It's one of the most under uh, underutilized time periods in the timeline. Yeah, like, it really I'm is. surprised we haven't gotten more like post Return of the Jedi pre Force Awakens. Yeah, we need to flesh that out more. Oh, I can't wait for Acolyte. I think Acolyte's going to be fucking awesome. Well, that's um, going way off the timeline. I know, but it's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um. There, but I will say this: there are a lot of these. Oh, it's a big man. A big man. Strong Snivian presence. Resistance and lousy resistance. with Snivians. Yeah, and yeah. they're like buff. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a buff one. Um. But yeah, I mean, I. It'll be interesting. It'll be. I think it'll be a little different. I do think like you should watch through the entire series, and become the expert in resistance lore. Yeah. So then we can flip the script, and then I'll be the one coming in completely blind. Yeah. I'll have to talk to Garrick about it. Yeah. Because Garrick, you know, he loves the Gorgs. Yeah. Um, so he is a resistance stan. I mean, it's definitely out of the three shows from what I've watched. I think it is the most kid centric. Sure. Um, so that's probably why your little brother was like, oh no. Yeah. Um, but you know, if I'm we go sure in with an fine. open mind, I'm sure we'll find some fun out of it. Even the worst thing I've ever watched was Star Wars. I've still been like, that's fine. Yeah. If you watch, if you survived a uh, bombad Jedi. Yeah. You can survive anything. Yeah. Star Wars wise. Okay. Um, okay. So let's see. One, two, three, one, two or three. Which one do you want this time? One. You want one. Okay. So Devin. The Cameo King went ahead and got us another cameo. Now, he was trying to get Sam Witwer for this episode because this is a big Sam Witwer episode. Yes, it is. But apparently it didn't get done in time, so they gave him like some credit or something. Yeah. And he went with his backup. Okay. Um, you know who this is. Um, appeared in The Phantom Menace. Appeared in The Phantom Menace. Is it... Uh, 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 what's his name? Not Bilbo, but uh, the guy with the white beard. The guy with the white beard. Yeah. The communica- Rancis? No, the communications <laughs> interruption can only mo- mean one thing. Oh, invasion. No, it is not Co Bibble. Co Bibble. That would what be it funny was. though. Yes. <laughs> That's. Uh, what I was should I just play it? Yeah. All right. Hi, Adam and Tom. It's me, your old pal Fode. Fode and <laughs> From Star Wars, the greatest of all the Star Wars movies, Phantom Menace. Great proofs. Terrible accident took place, and a lot of the plot was destroyed. I don't know if you know that. That's a little behind the scenes there. This is from Devin Sparks, if that is really his name. Wow. Sounds like a dancer. <laughs> anyway, um, Star Wars was great fun. We shot it in Leavesden, outside of London, in 1943. And um, George Lucas was there, and he directed me and Scott Capurro. And we showed up on the set and we had to be put in these giant heads. We'd gone in the week before and had enormous prosthetic heads made. And then we stood in front of a blue screen wearing blue outfits. And you were going to be like, wait a minute, none of that's in the movie. Correct. They CGI'd us out. <laughs> and there was about 150 people there on the crew. And Mr. Lucas, or George as we called him. 
And George came over. This is how George directed. He go, um, okay, you guys want to do his take? And we go, yeah. And he go, all right. And no one called action or anything. And then we do the t do the lines for a while. And then he go, that was good. Do you uh, want to do it again? And I went, okay, George. Every time. <laughs> All right, so that's Greg Proops. Greg Proops! It's a famous comedian. Yes. Uh, you may know him probably from, like, Whose Line Is It Anyways, which that, is a fun show. That was my first interaction. Yes, uh, but he also played the announcer in the Boot to Eve race in The Phantom Menace. The double-headed The double-headed announcer. announcer. Yes. In The Boot to Eve race. So, um, yeah, but thank you, Devin. For Devin, thank you as always. Devin is the king. Devin is the cameo king. It is. Greg Proops, that is an interesting cameo because he is an Im improviser, an, ex an, ex an exaggerator. But I have a feeling that, like, when he's giving the description of how he was directed by George Lucas, there's not a doubt in my mind that that's 100% <laughs> accurate. Oh, yeah. That was good. <laughs> do you want to do it again? you want to do it again? <laughs> so Devin continues to deliver. Um, so yeah, that was fucking exciting that, you know, like out of everybody that Devin has delivered, I think Greg Proops is probably the most famous. Yeah. And I would say like, I mean, he's the most recognizable in person, you know, you've yeah. seen him like he's been on a lot of shit. Like he's a very successful actor and comedian. And like, if you're going to, if you're going to pay for a cameo, I feel like Greg Proops is one where you're getting your money's worth. Oh yeah. He had fun with because it. he's a, he's an improviser and he doesn't give a shit. He's got enough money. So he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'm just going to talk and not like read off of a script. So yeah. 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 That was awesome. Um, so I don't know. Maybe Whitworth will send him one out. I don't know. Um, that would be hilarious if he did. Uh, that fuck god bless you devin you're you're great yes like, you're really great we really appreciate it and we're glad that you are a dedicated clone casanova we appreciate it quite we a bit really do we really really do this is again most appreciated completely unnecessary yes we do appreciate it we yeah i mean we don't want you to do any of this but if you insist um <laughs> We're we not will not gonna say no. We will nod our head and say thank you and laugh. Yep. Um, okay, Adam, we got two big ones left. One or two? I thought I just picked one. You did, but that was oh, the cameo. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, one. You want to go with one? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be exciting. The Clone Cast Monthly Contest. Why? Why is that? Okay, so I teased it. We're going to do a monthly contest. Um, basically how this is going to go. Uh, this episode is coming out on the 11th of January. Uh, that means the 18th and the 25th will also have episodes. And then we will draw the winner on Wednesday the 1st. So, entries are due on the, on the we'll say the 30th at noon central time. Noon central standard time. Are you sure you want to do entries or should it just be the first person that gets it? No, it's going to be entries, okay. and we're going to draw it out of it. All right. I want everybody to get a chance. I don't want people to jump the gun and okay. like send All it right. in right away. Fair enough. But basically how this is going to work, um, I'm going to give you some clone cast trivia. Uh, one question per week, so there will be three questions total. Each correct answer will be a entry into the contest. So you can max out at three entries. Um, so 
the way to enter is you answer the question correctly by writing in clonecastpod at gmail.com. Um, and, you know, obviously state your name so you just, you know, so we know who's sending it in. Yeah. Uh, but it'll be clonecastpod at gmail.com. You can send in your answers. We're going to cut it off, like I said, the 30th at 12 Central. Um, I'll probably have some leeway. <laughs> but sometimes we might record on a Monday, so we got to have them in by then. Um, so, basically, I'm going to ask you a question. You got to answer the question. It's going to be from a recent episode. So you've probably heard it. Um, and so if you get it right, you get an entry. One entry per person, by the way, on each question. You can have three max, but one entry per person. You don't send in 15 times This isn't your high correctly. school raffle shit yeah. where you pay for 30 no. entries. You're maxing out at three. Um, we might also, I might also incorporate something in coming weeks with Tweet of the Week. If you send in like a bonus, maybe I'll give you a fourth entry if you send in a really good tweet for me to read on Clonecast Tweet of the Week because uh, – I'm having a hard time monitoring Twitter lately. I've been very busy. <laughs> um, so we need to bring that back eventually here. Um, but uh, the first question, Adam, are you ready for the first question? Yes, I am. Okay. These are all from recent episodes. We were discussing video games and various other things, um, and somehow World of Warcraft got brought up. And you may or may not know, you probably do know if you're a regular listener, that Tom was me. I'm speaking of the third person now, uh, was a very big World of Warcraft player. Um, How long were you, like, in the thick of it? I would say there was a year where that was my life. Yeah. Where I was heavy raiding, yep. holding poops, you know. <laughs> yep. like, oh, I got a shit, but I got to take down this boss yeah, first. Yeah. Just really gross. Um, so we were discussing that, and I had mentioned that I had a max level hunter. Uh, it was a night elf, by the way. I didn't. I don't think I mentioned that then. But I had a max level night elf hunter, and you asked me what the character's name was, and you found it quite hilarious. And so the question is for your first entry in the clone cast contest: What was the name of my max level World of Warcraft night elf hunter? It was in a recent episode. They're not easy answers. No, you got to listen. You got to really I'm not giving it to people that just like, oh, they're this this Star Wars podcast is doing a thing. I'm going to going to jump in. <laughs> no. This is for Clone Castanovas and people that want to become Clone Castanovas. Um and we've decided we're going to Or do... people that ran raids with you in World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah. I didn't raid with this. This was strictly oh, questing. Okay. He was right. a bag holder. He carried my gold. He was like the he was like my courier. I'd put him in places, you know, and he'd send things. <laughs> um but that is the question. What was the name of my max level hunter, my night elf hunter? So you get that right. You got until the uh, 30th at noon central to send that in, and that will count as one entry. We'll have another question next week. So that is uh... – oh, and the prize. Yeah, the prize is we're going to do a $50 Lego digital gift card. Um, so whoever gets their name drawn out of the hat, is going to win a $50 Lego digital gift card. That way, if somebody like Lorna or Celine, you know, we don't have to mail them something across yeah. seas. We which, made that mistake yeah. once. Yeah. <laughs> so We weren't going to pay $300 oh, to get grief carga across the pond. We learned our lesson. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's expensive carga cargo. You know, that would, so, yeah, $50 Lego gift card. Uh, Adam and I are going to split it right down the middle. I think that's fair. 50-50. You could get a cool set. I mean, or if you want to get a bigger set, you could throw that towards yeah, a bigger it takes set. Yeah, it takes the edge off a little but bit. But hey, 50 bucks, I mean, if you just want to, you could get a full set. You could get one of those helms. Goddamn right. Bucks. Those are fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, once again, 
the question of the week for your entry is, what is the name of my max level night elf hunter? World of Warcraft. Cloncastpod at gmail.com. Cloncastpod at gmail.com. I would say that's the best place to send it. I don't want to have to get like Twitter DMs and, you know, it, it might get messy. If we keep it all there, it'll be easier for me to keep track of. So, uh, the the email is open for your entries. Okay. Uh, we got one more thing that we got to get to here, and I just want to make sure. I don't even know where I fucking put it. I'll, put, I'll bring it in. I got it. I got it. Here just, it comes. Just a little tap dancing there. Okay, you ready for this? I would like to see the baby. I would like to see the baby. Now, we already have that clip in Collectible Corner, but he's the client. He is the client. So the client has his own special email now because he keeps <laughs> writing in. I have to give him a special, you know. Um, of course. So Andy, the client, wrote in, and he just had a little fun fact about some of the stuff that we were talking about in Andor in the Andor bonus episode. So, again, if you haven't listened to it, it's a good episode. Andy wrote in to yes. clonecastpod at gmail.com. That's where you can send your entries in the Clonecast monthly contest. Okay. Um, so the Bloodline and Aftermath novels delve into the post-rebellion power dynamics with Mon and Leia. Adam was spot on somehow for not reading these books. He definitely didn't read them. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> not a chance. That's all for now. Just a quick one. Now, this creeped me out. He said, read them, Tomer. <laughs> I think the client is my dad. <laughs> The only person who calls me Tomer is my dad. He must have heard you like saying that or something. Your dad and my dad like got into touch, and this is just a whole elaborate scheme. Yes, like my dad's story about installing flooring for yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just for my dad to write in. Andy's not even a real person. <laughs> the client is my dad. No, uh, Tomer. So, yeah, Tomer. <laughs> uh, thank you, Andy, for writing in the client. Um, so that was your... I would like to see the baby. Alright, um... You said that you're gonna read those books at some point. This year. Bloodline and Aftermath. I'll read them this year. And, like, speaking of which... Like, I'm trying to finish the Thrawn novels before we start Season 3. That's a good idea. But, yeah. like, those are two books that they do take place in that that space in the timeline that, yeah. like, I was talking about where, like... Yeah. There's not a whole lot of property there. No, that's like the grundle of Star Wars time. It's the taint of time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, oh, that's a place that we don't traverse very right. often. But so, it's yeah. interesting. I it is what, very interesting. I want to know what happened with the That's like one of Jakku. the coolest times to possibly explore. Yeah. You know, those like 20 years between the sequel trilogy and the end of the original trilogy. Yeah. Very, because that's just wild stuff coming on there. But, and I would say, so if it does happen, the way, and it sounds like it does, where there's like that schism between Mon Mothma and Leia... It would make sense with both of their backgrounds. And I think Andor is doing a phenomenal job of setting up Mon Mothma as like yeah. that type of person that yeah. believes in a structure, believes in a system. Yeah. She's going to be talking about like school credits or some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. Any kind of incentive program <laughs> yeah. is going to be after written into your taxes. She's going like... to be a strong proponent for like <laughs> charter schools. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
and Leia's seen too oh. much shit, and Leia's like, yeah. no, fuck that. That's not going to work. I love Genevieve. <laughs> she's so great. She's got the slick back hair. She's playing the fuck out of that part. Oh, she is a minx. <laughs> and now we did discuss, like, me putting her in the polycule. I think it's going to happen eventually. we got to wait. We're going to wait. A while. We're going to wait a little bit, but I've already started to pick songs for her. Yeah. Um, but there's a good chance, like, she's not even going to be the next one in. That is very I mean, possible. we all, we've discussed Marin, and yep. I, that's going to be happening soon. Uh-huh. I think Marin will probably beat her. <laughs> we don't even, and there might just be a character that just pops up out of the blue in Rebels. Yeah. You know? Oh, the polycule's cooking again. This episode, too, too was giving me strong Fallen Order vibes. Yeah. Um, it's a great episode. Yeah. It is a really great episode. What Should else we... is going on, though, before we get into the episode? Uh, you want to talk about what I did before, right? No, just a little bit of. Just oh, I thought bullshit you wanted me talk. to hit the collectible corner. Well, you could do that too. All right. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Now, come on, get to it. We have lots of that. Nothing can make me change my mind. You'll have to sell your speeder. I would like to see the baby. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Collectible Corner, I got the itch, I did a thing, I put it on a card, I, Adam brought over this goddamn UCSY wing. It's my fault. And you left it here, and I stare, I've moved it five times. I like to add to the collection! Hey, I appreciate it, but I, I, I keep staring at it, and it looks so cool. That I got a major itch for a UCS set. Look at how mechanical it looks. It looks the, incredible. With the pipes and shit? But yeah, so I've moved around the room like four times trying to find the perfect spot. That's just where it's at right now. I still have to move it somewhere else. Um, but I got the itch, and I was like, I have to put an A-wing next to it. And I bought the A-wing. Well, <laughs> I bought the UCS <laughs> A-wing. So I'm going to have to do lift. I'm going to have to do lift this weekend. Yeah. I didn't want to do lift this weekend, but. And you got it on eBay. I did get it on eBay, and I got free shipping, and I got about as good a deal as you can. A on new sealed one. A new sealed one. I am not so going down no that. No fingerprints. Yeah, on. yeah. My my son, uh, my son with special needs. <laughs> 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 he has sensory issues. He can't deal. He can't deal with, with the all the set. loose pieces. With all the loose pieces, yeah. it's a mess. He got frustrated. No. <sighs> what was his name again? My son. Yeah. Did I give him a name? No, but what was his name again? Timothy. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, Tomer and Timothy. Yeah. I called him Charizard. <laughs> That'd be a cool name for a kid, Charizard. Yeah. If you had to name your kid after a Pokemon character, who would you, what would you name it? Ooh. After a Pokemon. Uh, Mr. Mime. That's what I'm going Okay. With. I want to name my kid Mewtwo. <laughs> He's OP, right? Mewtwo? You're setting up you're setting up your kid for failure because that is a high bar. Yeah, he's OP, right? You need a master ball to catch him. Oh, a master ball. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, did you see the clip of uh, the running back from the Detroit Lions, Jamal Williams? No, uh, it's I'll I'll play it to you in a break. It, okay. I dude, I love I've watched it like fifty times. What's so he do? he's getting he's like he's getting interviewed after practice by a reporter. He's like a real jovial, fun guy. And he's like, Man, I just want to go home and play Pokemon. <laughs> And, and, and the reporter, like, tries to vibe with him. And he's like, oh, I actually brought my kid some Pokemon cards. He called them Pokemon. Yeah. You're holding me right now. I just want to go home and play Pokemon. We... Go home and play Pokemon? Yeah. Okay. Pokemon. Yeah. Don't do that. You can't disrespect Pokemon like that. Pokemon. 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 Right. Uh, 
you sound at home. I got my nephew some Pokemon cards. They're kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what cards you got on. They must have sucked because you you calling them Pokemon. <laughs> but it's a fine. Never mind. I'm off topic. Come on. My bad. I'm sorry. Well, what's the new version that just came out? Because there was a new Pokemon that just came out for Switch. Yeah, I don't know. But a I, lot of people yeah, were playing it. I can't it. remember the a lot the of the mutes, title. the mutes on Twitter were playing it. A lot of people were, and that is. I know the Athorian Man was playing. That it for is a bit. one franchise I wish I could get back into, but I feel like I got off of the train at one fifty or one fifty one mm-hmm. for the Pokemon limit, like after Red and Blue, yeah, and then Yellow. Like I got off of the train, and there was too much momentum where I couldn't jump back on. Because before I, I like blink my eyes and all of a sudden there's like five hundred fucking Pokemon. So I feel like I can't like catch up. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. Um that was just like right after my time, so I never really got into it. I like the colorful characters and stuff. You never I've got to like Pokemon some... at all? Not really. Okay. Because it was just like it, it was... hit like right as like I don't know, man. I was playing like Ocarina of Time and we shit when the, that was hitting we hard. We are the early millennial or millennial class, but I did. Uh, my cousins were super into it. Yeah, and we used to go over to my grandma's every Sunday, and like that kind of sucked me into yeah. it. And so I got like pulled into sure, like yeah. I'm sure if the right if I got put around it, I would have gotten into it. I wasn't that old. Um, I was still definitely in like not above watching cartoons age. Right. Um, but. Yeah, I just none of my friends really got into it, so nothing really drove me to it. Um, but yeah, I mean we're we're like older millennials. I mean we're separated by what a year and a half? I think so. Two years? Yeah. But that actually, when you're talking about like these fandoms and stuff, like that actually can be a, a stark divide on certain things. It's just a couple years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're older millennials. So we're you know we're seventy four years old. Um, we were big into the WB. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. With uh, uh, Batman the Animated Series and Animaniacs. Great. Animaniacs. Uh, Superman Animated yep. Series. Freakazoid. Spider-Man and the X-Men series on Fox. Uh, Power Those Rangers. All, all keystones of the early millennial. And Star Wars on VHS. Yes. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I never really got into Pokemon. Okay. I don't know what you got him. Those must have sucked. <laughs> he's smiling. Wait, who's the, I think uh, he's got like a Naruto thing on too. He's got like a Naruto headband on. Who's the uh, Who's the Green Bay Packer that was like pouting as he was walking off the field? Oh, Quay Walker. Is that who it was? No, I have no, no fucking idea. No, but... he played for the Lions. Oh. This guy plays for the Lions. Yeah, that was Quay Walker. Okay, that was hilarious. Where he was like crying as he yeah. Was, like, I tweeted out. I tweeted tunnel. out the video. I was like, this is big Anakin vibes right here. <laughs> This is like literally like Anakin getting like punished for his own actions and then like whining and crying. What did he about do? It. I have no frame of reference. for Okay, this. so the play was over and it was actually Jamal Williams on the ground. No, oh. no, it was DeAndre Swift. It was okay. the other running back, but he was on the ground and he got tackled and he was still like he got he was kind of sitting up, kind of weird as he got tackled, and another green a Green Bay player comes in and just elbowed him right in the fucking face. It was a dirty hit. The refs didn't see it, but he got shooken up by it. Obviously, you take an elbow to the head. I don't care if you got a mask on. But so the trainers come out to take a look at him, right? And Quay Walker's kind of standing there because I think they both went to Georgia, so he kind of knows ah, him, right? Okay. But the one trainer, the head trainer, tries to get by him, and so he kind of puts his arm on him like this and just kind of like gently pushes him out. Like, oh, excuse me, you know, like it's it's an injury. You have yeah. to. It's important. But he took offense to that and pushed the trainer <laughs> and got in the and the and like tried getting in the trainer's face. And then another Green Bay Packer comes in and like chest bumps the trainer. And this is this this is less than a week 
after a trainer saved the life of a player who yeah. went into cardiac arrest. So very bad look all around. So he got a game disqualification personal foul for that. Okay. Um, it's apparently the second time he's gotten kicked out of a game this year for fighting with, like, non-uniformed people. <laughs> well, he seemed to take it well. Yeah, he, he was crying. Um, <laughs> oh, too bad for the Packers. That's too bad. I, I savored that so much. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know Wade should have wrote in while he had the upper hand. <laughs> Now I once again can shit on them. They beat the Vikings handily. Oh yeah, and but he didn't even write in. That was miserable. So Wade's got nothing now. They're not even in the playoffs. I'm sure. I'm sure he'll have another chance. Oh, we're playing this weekend. Are you playing this weekend, Wade? <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I am fully prepared for this season to end this weekend. Oh yeah. Like I, I think we'll. I, I'm like, I'd say a sixty percent chance. What was it? There was a. There was somebody I saw tweeted. They were like, Minnesota is the team that's either going to win the Super Bowl this year or they're going to get blown out in the first round of yes. the playoffs. Yeah, I'm. I'm per- like, we beat the Giants at home a few weeks ago, so it's a rematch. Um, I think we'll win this one, but if it ends, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, it's been a fun year, and we, we beat the-, the Queen. We beat the Queen. You know, yeah, we did. We really did. Yeah, the winning percentage. Your theory has per- proven. Yeah, correct. so I'm retiring it. And I was right. And I don't care if they go 0-17 next year. I was right. We beat the Queen. So that's that. Um, yeah, but I bought the A-Wing. Nice. I can't wait to put it next to that. We got to put that Y-Wing and the A-Wing somewhere special. We're going to hang them from the ceiling. No. <laughs> I, like, I like having the plaque with the stand right there. Uh, I think I'm going to get some more of these little white tables from Ikea. We can... Stretch that oh, out we some can, more. We can build a pyramid. Oh, let's do go. like the rushing nesting you dolls we're with, gonna do? with tables. Levels. Nesting chairs, yeah. Nesting tables. Levels. Like Jerry. ancient Egypt. Levels. Um, should we do the time warp? Yeah, let's All do right, it. Let's do it. Bread. Okay, Twilight of the Apprentice Part 1 aired on March 30th, 2016, Season 2, Episode 20. Um, nothing changed. Uh, it's still Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, um, and work by Rihanna. Really, just an iron grip. On <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ever play Super Punch-Out? Not Super Punch Out. You I played play normal Punch Out. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. You got to play Super Punch Out. You should borrow that SNES Classic of mine. Well, I have an SNES Classic. Is Super Punch Out on that? I don't know. I think I have. I know I have a cartridge of it. Or no, no, no. I have a. I have an SNES. I don't have the like classic. Oh, well, you should one borrow Super Punch Out from me. I, I swear by it. I love the colorful characters of Super Punch Out. Better or worse than Mike Tyson's Punch Out? Well, it depends. I mean, okay. it's. In the same vein, obviously. I mean, it's upgraded graphics. Do you, you still know. play as Mac? You're still Mac. Okay. No Mike Tyson. I don't think Mike Tyson was, like, a very marketable at that point. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Quite a turnaround for him, by the way, people. <laughs> He's, like, you see him on TV and shit all the time now. If you enter the Capca code, he, like, bites the Mac's ear off. That's not even the, that's not the worst thing he's done. <laughs> oh, I know. I mean, he's been I in know. prison. For... I'm cleaning it up a bit. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so, uh, I would say the original punch out is probably better just from a nostalgic perspective, but just like a gameplay perspective, I actually prefer super punch out, but there's a character by the name of Bob Charlie. It's like a Bob Marley knockoff and he does this thing. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you know, he, he makes that noise. I think he's just really high. Okay. You know, ooh, ooh. you know, they all have their tells. Yeah. Like King Hippo. He like, 
you know, and he does the thing. Does he also die of a very unavoidable disease? Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Instead of giving him a TKO, he just drops dead birds. <laughs> died of toe cancer or something like yes. that. Because he didn't want to get checked up. He kicked a soccer ball too yeah. hard. Go see your doctor. It's good that if you <laughs> yeah. go see a doctor, if you have the means, go get checked. We're up looking at now. you, Henson family. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So yeah, uh, no new movie or song. So we're gonna do a clone cast recommends. Um, I my song, I might throw my chair across the room when it hits. <laughs> Is there? Do you want to do yours first? I can do, do mine, mine first. I can do mine first this oh, time. Okay. And this just came on. Uh, I was at. I love this song. It came on when I was at Home Depot before I got here. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great song. And I tried looking it up. For whatever reason, this version is not on Spotify. I don't know why. But they like, got like a re-record on Spotify. Yeah, and you can't things? find the original. They did that to my Redbone, Come and Get Your Love. Oh, yeah. They changed it up song. on me. And they did it to the Tramps, Disco Inferno. Yep. Like the version I had on Spotify was the original. And then they somehow, I never unliked it or anything. But they just changed it to like a re-record twenty years later. I hate when that happens when you're trying to play it for somebody for the first time. Yeah, and you're like, no, no, this isn't right. Yeah. They're like, I don't fucking. Luckily, care. I did find uh, Disco Inferno, the the good version the good again. One. Yeah, yeah. And but the Redbone man, the Redbone actually did it to me on Apple Music where I had bought it for like a dollar, and they changed the fucking song on. Me. That's fucked up. Yeah, that's Apple for you. Yeah, but. It, it, the Redbone, uh, the Redbone performance of that on Midnight Special. Now that's the one you gotta look up. I like Redbone. <laughs> Redbone's great. <laughs> oh, let's hear for Redbone. Okay, so you heard this at Home Depot. Yeah, and that's I loved it? it. All right, let's go. It's a great song. You recognize it, right? Do you not recognize the song? I will. Oh, turn it up. I thought this would have been obvious for you. When the lights go down in oh, the California okay, Gold by John Stewart and Stevie Nicks. Speaking of Stevie Nicks, did you see the news? No. Um, you did? The concert announcement? No. Stevie Nicks um, and Billy Joel. What? Clone cast favorite Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel are coming in August to U.S. Bank Stadium. I mean, I'll, I'll go. Yeah. We can cheer Billy Joel and we can boo him. And then afterwards, he can hit us with a car. <laughs> I got to tell you, if you go to the concert uh, at U.S. Bank Stadium, or, you know, I'm sure they're touring all over the place. That's an interesting duo. It is. Um, I mean, do they, even, Elton. do they have songs together? No, but I'm sure they'll do some shit. Um, it's a very odd pairing. You can yeah. Find out. Yeah, I'm potting it down a little bit. I would say, though, if you go to the Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel concert, just be extra careful when leaving the stadium. Because as soon as Billy hits the streets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's. it's we're not talking Billy Eichner. Yeah. 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 All hands on deck. I just listened to. Okay, so I. (laughs) This is one thing that I just discovered. So, Sirius XM 
I had a free trial and I tried to cancel it and they offered me some kind of extension. So I got it for an, another year. Yeah. But they had a Yacht Rock station that I loved. And all of a sudden they swapped it out just without like consulting me or whatever. It's just like, no, Yacht Rock doesn't exist anymore on that station. Now that's on a different station that I can't get on my car. They moved it to like some other station, and it was like, uh, it was it, they rotated like holiday music in that slot. They've rotated like other stuff, but the most recent one because it was holiday music up until Christmas, and then they swapped it out with a Billy Joel channel. Oh no! Yeah, and I've and I've mentioned this plenty of times. I've always thought that I've hated Billy Joel. But the more songs I listen to, the it's what the same thing happened with the Eagles, where it's like, no, I don't like the Eagles. And then I listened to a cover band, and I was like, oh, I like that song. Yeah. Oh, I like that song, too. You suddenly realize you like, like, ten songs. I'm reaching that point with Billy Joel. No, he's got, like, I would say Billy Joel actually has ten to fifteen songs that I genuinely like. And he comes on that station and, like, introduces songs and, like, says fun facts and shit. He sounds like, because he's from Long Island, he sounds like a fucking steel worker from Long yeah. Island. Like, he has, like, no pomp and circumstance to his voice whatsoever. No, he's, yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, obviously, he's... He, I almost went and saw him when he was at Target Field. He's obviously blue-collar. Blue I mean, he, like, drinks himself into a stupor and drives into yeah. houses. So, yeah. yeah. Mansions, dude, give, taking it to the man. <laughs> he's fucking hitting everything in the Hamptons. Yeah. Um, yeah, I almost saw him. He was at Target Field a few years ago. I would have gone to that. The, that was the same weekend that Guns N' Roses was at U.S. Bank Stadium. Uh, and so I, I went to that show the next night. Billy Joel was the night before. But he had, he did a cover of Highway to Hell. Billy Joel did. And he brought out Axl Rose. <laughs> Axl Rose came out on stage at Target Field with Billy Joel because Axl was in town for the Guns N' Roses show and did Highway to Hell. Because Axl actually... Sang for ACDC for a time when Brian Johnson had to take a break from That's the band. That's pretty cool. During the tour, Axel filled in for him. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, Home Depot delivering the goods today. John um, Stewart and Stevie Nicks. Now, you mentioned working class. Billy Joel working class. My guy's working class, too. And uh, we kind of discussed this song last week. Uh, apologies, by the way. Vampire Weekend doesn't actually run the Seinfeld 2000 account. Oh, yeah. we got to do an apology corner for that. Yeah, you also have to apologize also, for... Red, yes, yeah, we'll do that one. after. We'll do okay. that before we get into the episode. Um, but this is a live version of this song. I love this fucking song. I love the studio version of the song, but this live version fucking hits. It's from 2013 in London. Um, I'm just going to play it. When it gets going... I might throw a fucking chair. Like, <laughs> I listened to it about 15 times before you came over. And it it's just fucking gold. It takes a little bit to get into it. It's not quite like the studio version. But just, just bear with me and center your ears and your soul on this fucking ripper. You'll get it. You'll get it. Too. Just wait until he starts that outfield guys. You'll hear him say one thing you'll immediately. Help me out! The boss. Sit in the car outside your house. Great! 
I can feel the heat coming round. I go to put my arm around I'm going you. down by Bruce Give me a look like I'm way out Didn't you love that? Help me out. March of 2016. I think so, yeah. Right around then, February. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun. And he gave a plug to Second Harvest Heartland. Second Harvest Heartland. <laughs> the good people doing the good work. Let's listen to Bruce. until late i started getting into him probably like a year before we went to that concert yeah i think we both because we heard thunder crack well yes okay fucking phenomenal speaking of live versions yeah. that are better than the recorded version 
I, I think Thundercrack Studio home. is so okay. Perfect. But Bruce Springsteen is a perfect example of uh, an artist that has gotten ruined by his greatest hits. Yes. I was raised on his greatest hits, and I was like, yeah, I get it. Like, nothing special. And then it wasn't until I actually started listening to him. Yeah. Where I was like, oh, this guy fucking rocks. I love Bruce. Yeah. He's so good. I also had uh, I also had a contentious relationship with my stepdad. And my stepdad was one of those Bruce Springsteen guys yeah. that had, like, every album, every box set, every DVD. Yeah. And so I was, like, kind of, like, raised in the, like... In in the thick of it with yeah. like Bruce blaring as we were all trying to go to bed. The thing with like Bruce fans, like I'm a fan, but the Bruce fans, they're insane. Oh yeah, like yeah, but it actually makes for some of the best fucking concert atmosphere. Yes, because nobody nuts. That was a three hour show. Nobody sat down, no. and people were into every fucking song. I was exhausted. Yes, nobody else seemed to be. It was incredible. He's it was also, a great show. He's, I, I, I was he brought up, when they did Dancing in the Dark, he brought, he brought up, up like a 95-year-old yeah. woman from like Des Moines or something. Yeah. <laughs> I also, I heard like some story about, or some like article or something. I think it was on NPR. They were talking about how like, he's one of those artists that like, his fan base, as time has gone on, since he like really came about in like the 70s or whatever, his fan base... His political beliefs have skewed further and further right, but he's an artist that has never let them bring him with them. Like he has always stayed consistently like where he is. Oh yeah, he's he's a blue collar. And it's all guy. about like unions and yeah. like that type of. But shit. also, I was thinking about the day when I was listening to Bruce. I was like, man, it's Bruce is like a steadfast lefty. And like I get well, lefty, well, lefty American lefty, lefty for America. American lefty. <laughs> yeah, but I was thinking about today. I was like. You don't really think of him as somebody that, like, on social issues and that sort of thing, like, you know, like, you know, LGBTQ. Yeah. But, like, the thing is, like, he does support all this stuff because he's met all these different kinds of people in his life. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, it goes to show, like, yeah, he's a blue-collar dude, but he's met different kinds of people and he's learned to understand other yeah, kinds but, of people. But he's also a dude that, like, has conviction because I'm sure the uh, the lead singer of Foreigner has also met a ton of people and still has not let, not let that prevent him from going the furthest right he possibly could. Oh, the lead singer of Foreigners like that? Oh, Foreigners, Chud Band now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Which sucks because they got a lot of good hits. Uh, I thought the only guy I thought of, I knew the guy from Stained. <laughs> um, Scott Stapp? No, that's Aaron Lewis. Oh. Scott Stapp is Creed. Oh, you're right. Yes. Uh, and also the guy from Trapped is a big Chud as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that foreigner was like, but no, but okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, you can meet different types of people and it's not a guarantee that you're going to learn to be an accepting person. But I think Bruce has Bruce decided yeah. I'm not going to be a fucking asshole no. and I'm just going I'm gonna to learn about people and I'm going to realize people aren't scary. Yeah. You just get to know them. So Bruce is a good model citizen. I love Bruce. I love Bruce. Second harvest. Hot, Hot land. land. Oh man, I wish I had that clip. <laughs> You want to donate? <laughs> On your way out, there's going to be people from Second Harvest, Heartland. So we're going to that, because he's coming back in March. Yeah, we got to go to that. And now, these people, they're doing the good work. They're doing some hard work out there. So you can bring uh, some canned goods, and they'll get it to people in need. Second Harvest, 
Heartland. That was on. That was on the River tour. So he did the. He started the concert by playing the entire album, The River, and then he played hits, which is a low energy album. It does have it, hungry. It's heart. got a. Cu- it's got hungry heart, <laughs> hungry heart, which lit us up like Christmas trees. Oh! But then after the river ended, he like cranked the energy back up. Yeah. Now he didn't do going down. No. Which is my favorite Bruce. Well, maybe Thundercrack. Now, th- I, I think we could see him do going down. Yeah. I think that's a Thunder, possibility. Thundercrack's a deep cut. Speaking of, okay, speaking of good Twin Cities cover bands, I've mentioned at length EL No. Oh, yeah. Tramps Like Us. We got to go see Tramps Like Us. Yeah, we got to see them. Last time I saw them was the night before Thanksgiving where I had to pay an like $80 the for The last Uber time ride. I saw them, I met up with you at like the Turf Club. Oh, yeah! Yeah. That was a after phenomenal the set, show. After the set, I remember I went up to the and was like, you going to do Waiting on a Sunny Day anytime? <laughs> <laughs> that song. Have you heard that song? Yeah. That song rocks. You do a live version of that? Oh, <laughs> it cooks. It cooks. Um, What was I going to say, though? I can't remember. What the fuck was I going to say? I had one more Bruce thing. Oh, yeah. Before we get into the episode, quick Twin City talk. You know where the uh, video for Dancing in the Dark was filmed. Oh, yeah. St. Paul Civic Center. That's right. And that was Courtney Cox's first acting role. Yes, it was. Very fun stuff. Twin City talk. Twin Bow. City talk. We really got to get a drop for that. We heard it. We heard good things about, or I've heard good things about St. Paul Civic Center, but it's... I think I was only there maybe once or twice. Yeah. I don't think I ever the made Minnesota it The Minnesota Moose, after the North Star left, we had yeah, an IHL right. team yeah, called yeah. the Minnesota Moose. I love their logo. It was great. I, I actually wanted to get a jersey, but like the, the only one I could find on eBay was like $300 yeah. because it's fucking vintage. Um, I saw the Minnesota Moose one game there in like third grade, maybe. Barely remember it. But then I also saw Hill Murray versus Bloomington Jefferson in the state high school hockey championship. I there. think they filmed, they must have filmed the scene in Happy Gilmore where he's where he takes Julie Bowen like ice skating and they sing uh, that Lionel Richie song together. Yeah. Endless Love. Yeah, I think that was at the same Civic Center because there's like Minnesota Moose logos all over the place. At that point, they were the Manitoba Moose. Oh, They had moved. Shit. Yeah. All right. And I think they tore that down because they built the XL right on top yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It would have been fun to see the old Civic Center. Yeah. To have a memory of it. I mean, they had a lot of cool shit that happened there, man. Yeah. They had the Bruce stuff. Um, they had, that's where, like, the AWA was big. All, oh, that's Before right. WWE, like, fucking, you know, became a monopoly. Yep. WWF. That's where, like, Hulk Hogan got his start. And say what you want about Hulk Hogan. He is a very. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a piece of shit, though. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like Hulk Hogan got to start there. Yeah, the Rick Twin Flair. Cities like was a oh, Twin Cities was wrestling. Yeah, yeah. A lot of big wrestlers from here. Um. Anyways, should we get into the episode? Well, we got to do. I'm sorry first. Oh, you want to do that quick? Yeah. Um, Just quick. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. So sorry. Please accept. What the H? Okay, who's going first? You want to go first or should I? I'll apologize first. I have to apologize to the Seinfeld 2000 Twitter account. Yes. Um, I I mistakenly said that uh, Ezra from Vampire Weekend ran the account. Uh, it turns out I looked it up afterwards and I, for some reason, got my wires crossed. But they're friends. He's just close friends. He's friends yeah, with yeah. the guy from Seinfeld that runs the Seinfeld 2000 account. What if Seinfeld was on TV yeah. today? Crame. Jerry, my iPhone isn't working. I dropped it in the Hudson River. Jer. 
Kramer, what were you doing in the Hudson River? Kramer, I don't know. Okay. Laugh track. Yeah. Laugh track, yeah. Okay, uh, you want to apologize? Yes, to all clone Castanovas who are video game <laughs> yeah. aficionados, because it, this was news to me. I was operating up until this point thinking that Red Dead Redemption 2 was a direct sequel to Red Dead Redemption. No. I was wrong. I was completely wrong. I own up to that, and I am very sorry. Okay. But now that I have had it pointed out, now I can look at it with fresh eyes, and I really want them to remake Red Dead Redemption, because now I want to play that. Why don't you just play it? Well, because I need a converter box and all that shit. What is it on? I think PlayStation 3? PlayStation 2? Well, the thing is, you could just download it. That's true. You want to borrow my PlayStation? It would be nice to get a... I have all of the systems. It'll be a nice remake, though. It would be a nice remake. I don't know if they'll remake the whole game. You're going to wait a long time for that. I'll eventually They're more liable to make another one before they remake that one. Because I I feel like remakes, it's the kind of thing that gets, like, pawned off on, like, another... Well, it has taken them, what, 20 years to make another uh, Grand Theft Auto, so... I'm not holding my breath on a remake of... Well, GTA Online's still a big thing, isn't it? Yes, but that's what I'm saying. Like, another Grand Theft Auto game, not just online. You know, I I had my time with GTA, but it just doesn't do it for me anymore. You didn't like 5? It was fine. Okay. It was fine, but I didn't get into it. I think think GTA peaked for me with San Andreas. Uh, San Andreas... Oh, oh, San Andreas. Never mind. Sorry. It was an incredible game. Yes. Uh, San Andreas, I, I... GTA 3, now there was the 1 and 2, which really are kind of like, it's in the series, but they're nothing. And then there's like London. There's nothing like it. Well, the camera's affixed to like yes. a bird's eye view. Completely, completely. But GTA 3 is the first one that was like an open world. That's like, truly the first one. I love that. Vice City, I kind of liked. I didn't love Vice it. Vice City was great. Yeah, that was middle for me. Um, but then San Andreas. Oh, man, I love San Andreas. Such a great game. Anyways, should we get into the episode? Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Surely you jest. Old bear. He likes the honey. Heart attack never stopped. Okay. What? Okay. All right. Um, I don't know why that cut off. Twilight of the Apprentice. Part one. What was that? I want to see mountains again. Mountains, Gandalf. Yeah, Twilight of the Apprentice. Part one. Season two, episode 20. Um, We are coming to the end of season two of Rebels. Uh, Thoughts so far in the series, Adam? It's great. It's uh, it's been a fun ride so far. And it's only been getting better. I feel like this has got to be my third or fourth time watching season two uh-huh. this is your first so opinions as we're coming to a close i'm i'm impressed with the show just continuing to grow um i enjoyed season one and there were some really good episodes in there but as a whole i think the quality week to week has been improving um like with you know like i love the clone wars but there were turds mixed in with greatness and yeah there's been a couple of those but overall i think 
this has been a very, very strong season. I feel like this I'm very is, excited about season three. This is where the equation starts to like be established for Star Wars franchises to come. Mm-hmm. Like at least episodic Star Wars franchises where it's like, okay, we're going to do X amount of episodes. There are going to be some filler episodes, but even filler episodes are going to have a point and not necessarily be bad. Yeah. But there's going to be an underlying current of a story arc that eventually it's the season starts with where the season is intending to go. Yeah. And that's, I think, this season of Rebels is kind of where that gets established. Yeah, it's very much been, you know, the the underlying theme has really been, especially for the last 10 episodes or so, has really been the inability to escape from the Inquisitors, and they're just constantly on their tail. And the Empire. Yeah, and the Empire. And it's just, it's it, it has to come to a head. And, you know, Kanan and Ezra are going off with Ahsoka at the end of the last episode. Uh, and Hera, you know, there's a big, big like, the last episode stunk, kind of, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it did have Puss Spider, which was good. Um, and Zeb Vibin. Yeah, Zeb Vibin, dude. Love that song. Um, that's actually, it's on Spotify. <laughs> the Zeb Vibing song is on Spotify. Shout out to, I think, fuck, who posted it? Was it Star Wars Skinny that posted it? I was, yeah, uh, one one more reminder, though. Uh, we mentioned it last week. Check out the Star Wars Skinny's Year in the Review. Yes. We may appear on it. We made it to number two. <laughs> we already got two stars this year. <laughs> Star Wars Skinny. Let's make it three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but it, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, it's coming to a head. Like, this is the climax. So, Also, did you know that they brought Chopper with them? Because, like, the episode started and I was like, wait, did they bring Chopper with? And then they, like, throw to Chopper and he's up above piloting the Phantom. It doesn't hurt to have Chopper alone. I know, but ride. in the previous episode, it made it seem like just Kanan and Ezra were yeah, going Yeah, I didn't know Chopper was going to be going with until, right. like, they showed him a yeah. bit, So, um, Okay, so let's talk about it. Twilight of the Apprentice Part 1. I want to get this record done so I can finally watch Part 2 because oh, I've been... Oh, we're watching it, baby. We're putting it on tonight! <laughs> um, I'm pumped. I am so pumped. And I know... That this was just the taste. Mm-hmm. This was just the taste. It's an amuse-bouche, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Uh, flying Grace Son, other Zach. We we got cold to Zach. Flying Grace Son, you know, like the Flying Grace. Yep. I like that. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, he says this is like his favorite Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so. It was like. It's I very was, good. It's very good. When I first When I first watched through Rebels, I remember liking it, but being like, yeah, okay. Like, yeah, it's fine. And then it started getting to, it got here, and this was, like, unlike anything I had seen. Yeah. In the Clone Wars. I was so into it after this point. Yeah, I mean, I I think back to season six, I think episode 12 or 13, the lost episodes of the Clone Wars, where Yoda goes to Korriban, or Moriban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call it Moriban now. Um, And he goes to, like, Bane's tomb and, like, all this. And that... I've said it before. I say it all the time. I love that shit. I love it. I love the myth and lore of the Sith. Um, and, dude, like, my favorite thing in KOTOR was going to Korriban and going into, like, the mausoleums and yep. the tombs of these ancient Sith. And it was fucking so cool to me. I love it. Um, and so this this fucking episode is just, just slathered with things yeah. that I love. 
Um, and I will say this: you had mentioned big Fallen Order vibes, and there is big Fallen Order vibes. And that's one of here. the reasons why I kept trying to get you to play Fallen Order is because I knew how much of that shit was in that game. Oh, so I good. knew that you were going to be into it. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate you staying on top of me for that because totally paid off. Only and, took a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, that Marin. <laughs> um, no, but let me pose this question before we get right into this. Let me pose this question to you. Um, so Survivor is going to be calling out, coming out in March. Do you think Malachor will be a playable planet? Ooh, that's a good question. I want to go to this fucking... I want to go to this Sith Temple. That'd be pretty sweet. It would be awesome. Oh, God. All right, let's talk about it, man. This fucking episode rocks. <laughs> um, we're going to kick off with a clip. Um, it's the three Jedi, well, two and a half Jedi. Ahsoka's yeah. not actually a Jedi, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they're on the Phantom, and Ahsoka's actually chatting up with Rex. Um, so it's always good to see Rex. Instant plus point five to an episode whenever Rex is in it. Uh, it's going to be our first clip. Let's take a listen. kind of sets us up. Once we drop out of hyperspace, we'll be going dark. Are you sure about this? Yes. Ahsoka, you don't have to go to Malachor alone. I could be there in two rotations. I'm not alone, Rex. You know, I could have ordered you to take me along. You don't exactly outrank me anymore. In my book, experience outranks everything. Hmm. Then I definitely outrank you. May the Force be with you. Why is Rex so worried? What does he know that I don't? Malachor has always been off limits to Jedi. Why? Old legends. Stories told to us as younglings in the temple. There's always a bit of truth in legends. If Malachor is off limits, why would Master Yoda send us here? I don't know, but I trust Master Yoda. There's something here for us. Yeah. Something to help us stop the Inquisitors. Knowledge. Knowledge is power. Knowledge is power. I just made that up right now. You ever heard yeah. that? No, huh? That's a good saying. Yeah, I'm really good with uh, sayings. What's a limerick? <laughs> a limerick? Yeah. Uh, is that like a rhyme? I feel like it has to rhyme. Hold on. I need to know what a limerick is before we move on. It sounds like something vaguely Irish. A humorous, too. frequently bawdy verse of three long and two short lines rhyming. It's like an Irish haiku. Popularized by Edward Lear. Uh, what is an example of a limerick? Here we go. There was an old man with a beard who said, It is just as I feared. Two owls and a hen, four larks and a wren, have all built their nests in my beard. Hilarious. So uh, it's like I, I once knew a man from Nantucket. Yeah. Like those I once knew of... a man from Nantucket who knew how to suck it. <laughs> there you go. He gave me a blowjob. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Anyways, that's not a limerick, and I also didn't invent that saying. It's a common phrase. I just love the fact that Ahsoka and Rex have remained friends. Rex really cares. It's I great. love the fact that they're so close. God, like the, each time we get them on the screen in Rebels together it makes season seven of the clone wars even i was better just going to mention the fact that I'm, like when this came out season seven hadn't existed yet. yes so like that whole story didn't take place you and know it only makes, had it all in his head though. oh of course yeah. it only like it crushes me more watching season seven of clone wars oh man i'm up for a victory and death rewatch one oh of these yeah days. we gotta watch yep. that Oof. 
when she jumps out oh. of that fucking gunship. <laughs> you don't have a parachute. I don't, don't need, need one. one. Oh, but Charles! Race you to the surface. Very cool. Um, Okay, so they're going to Malachor. They got to attain some knowledge. To know your enemy, you must defeat them. Um, I got a I got a few Sun Tzu vibes in this episode as well. Some yeah, of the to things. defeat your enemy, you must know your enemy. Yeah, and every time I think of Sun Tzu, I think of the guy at half price the books, bag, yeah. the meathead that had a stack of books, and on top it was Art of War. Yeah, it's and a very, like in the middle, it was like a grilling cookbook. It is a very <laughs> popular uh, sales strategy uh, book. I think it's also popular amongst like the. Um, uh, what do we, you know, like douchebag crowd? Yeah, like the Jordan Peterson crowd. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They also love like Marcus Aurelius, and I'm convinced that like they will get the book, not understand eighty percent of it, eighty five percent of it, and read it and be like, "That's the best book I've ever read." I, you know, I've read a fair amount of philosophy, and I read meditations, and it's how'd it stack up? It's fine. I mean, it, but it's not like I don't understand the people that like build their whole personality around it. Well, the other part is like I feel like like I'll, being a stoic has its virtues and there's some good to it. I but feel, like the things that he's saying, it's not like it's it's stuff that we all kind of think about. I feel like a lot of it was yes, groundbreaking at the time, but because it was groundbreaking at the time, it's been kind of absorbed into the zeitgeist. So now when you go back and read it, it's suddenly not so groundbreaking. The same thing happened with like Chandler yeah. on Friends. When when Friends came out, everybody wanted to be Chandler because he was like one of the first like snarky characters. But then when you go back and watch Friends now, Chandler doesn't I like Joey more than Chandler because I feel like Chandler is now the template for every fucking sitcom that's come after Friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the originator of a certain trope then gets played up. Gets beat into the ground, and then it, yeah. like, diminishes the original. So it's stuff like this. We all love ourselves more than other people, but care more about their opinion than our own. Right. It's like, it, it you know, it, it's been absorbed into us, though, through the zeitgeist, just like, don't care so much about what other people yeah. think. It, it's just, but it, if you read a whole book of that, it's stuff like that. And it's like, I already know all this stuff. It, 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 this is thousands of years old. But what kills me is there are some dumb sales guys that read that for the first time and their minds are blown. Oh yeah. Like, they oh, immediately, yeah. They punch a fucking sheet rock so hard. right? <laughs> if it is not right, do not do it. If it is not true, do not say it. So don't lie. Do good things. Yeah. Doesn't it? It's also a groundbreaking book when it comes to uh, victories. Some of the best victories involve not killing anybody. And that was like the first time that that was stated or something like that. Yeah, it is like I think it's a it's worthwhile read just for like the history of it all. And yeah, I mean, if if you do take the lessons from it, there are good lessons in there. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it, but it's just like after reading it and I went through a philosophy kick when the pandemic started and I was just oh, kind of like, remember. yeah, and I, it, it was, it was helpful in a certain way, but at the same time, they're just saying things that I already know in my head, just better. They're, yeah. they're better at saying things 
and I'm not saying that I came up with them in an original thought. Oh, it's just course, stuff that no. I've learned from it's, existing. They you know? are articulating things that we've all thought. Yes. They just they have a good job of articulating it. But no, I mean, there were some philosophers that I found way more intriguing than, you know, yeah. like Marcus Aurelius or, sure. you know, or Nietzsche. Oof. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you don't strike me as a huge Ubermensch kind of guy. <laughs> he was an interesting read. <laughs> I did read, I read, um, I read The Antichrist, and then I also read uh, Thus Spoke Zarathustra. Um, good Lord. Both by Nietzsche? Yes. Okay. Um, he didn't seem like a very joyous fellow. No, I, he's not a, not, I don't know, some people say he's kind of like nihilistic a bit. Um, he's very like will to power guy, you know, he's like grasp it one of these days <laughs> i want you to sit me down and like i just summarize where each of these guys rank on a spectrum sure because i have no fucking idea the difference between like nishi and like john locke and adam smith and like where each of them fall on like the depressing versus like kind of hopeful spectrum I, my favorite was camu okay He's actually more of a modern. I think you're mispronouncing it. It's Shamu. Shamu. Yeah. <laughs> Get him back to SeaWorld. <laughs> yeah, I love Shamu's novel, The Stranger. Yeah, um, there you go. It's just, it's 150 pages of. <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about the episode. Eh? Um, yeah, so they, they arrive on Malachor. Um,. They're, they come through some cloud cover, and there's this, like, crater. And the crater has, like, eight spires that are just, like, these tall, I don't know, 25, 30 feet tall. Yeah, they look like railroad spikes. Yeah. And they're just there. Um, Chopper has a ship on radar, and they're like, oh, shit, there's somebody else here. Um, so they land, but they don't see this ship in sight anywhere. Um, but they go up to these spires. They're, they go into this crater, and they go up to these spires. Um, Chopper is staying with the Phantom, and he's going to be searching for the ship. Um, there's some ancient writing on the pillars as they get close to him, these giant spikes. Um, and Ahsoka starts reading it. She says it's the of the old tongue. Of the old tongue. I, it's probably like ancient Sith, yeah. is my guess. Um, but Ezra suddenly gets like tempted. It, it felt very like <laughs> Frodo with the ring. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Gotta touch it. Yep. You know, like. But he touches a pillar, and it like, it, it, like heats up and it it becomes like red and like it it comes alive and like cracks the ground underneath. yeah he just couldn't resist like they even told him like as he's like a foot away from like ezra don't he just kept going for it he just kept going for it touched it and so yeah he touches it and it comes alive and it opens up some cracks in the ground and they they fall in to the crater and when we get down there into this pit it's like this ancient city that's covered by this, you know, this this soot, this crater. So it it looks so cool. It yeah. looks like twilight. It is like a a city that is underground. Yes, it's underground. It reminded me of like um the legend of Drist. He's this night elf, not in Warcraft. It's a Dungeons and Dragons novel, but he he's like an elf, like a night elf type that lives underground. They have these big underground cities. Um, but it, also, uh, uh, I think it's the one of the last levels of Assassin's Creed Revelations. Uh, you go to like the Templar headquarters, okay, and it's in one of these cities that's like underground in a gigantic cavern. 
Okay. But it's a fully fledged city. Yeah. Just underground. And you can tell, like, this was, like, there's a big temple in the middle. Yes. But, like, there's a lot of, like, structures and stuff around. There's, like, bodies that are, like, they kind of look like Pompeii. Like, that they was, got frozen by lava or One of my questions is, are these statues or representations of fallen bodies or are these the actual bodies of people like pompeii i believe they're the actual bodies okay i mean they do have the lightsabers on the ground that still barely work have you ever looked into those bodies in pompeii i know there's the guy that's jerking off (laughs) yeah i know it's the (laughs) best it's the best (laughs) that guy rocks (laughs) he's like well i'm just all right well it's like uh you've seen mall rats right yeah like, there's the opening scene where it's Brody talking, and he talks about his uncle, and, like, he was on a plane, and <laughs> he's like, you know, my uncle was flying on a plane, and all of a sudden, they just, like, hit a massive patch of turbulence, and the plane started to free fall. <laughs> and my uncle, assuming he's going to die, just takes it out and starts whipping it, just whips it out and starts beating it right there. And before you know it, the gal next to him starts twiddling her thing right there. <laughs> and before you know it, the whole plane is jerking off. And then the plane writes itself. Yeah. They all put their pieces away and they land safely. No one ever spoke of it again. <laughs> it's a fun line. But yeah, the guy beating off is hilarious. Pompeii, the bodies of Pompeii did go on tour. And I did go and see them when they were at the uh, St. Paul Science, Science Museum? Museum of Minnesota. They brought the bodies on tour? Yeah. Well, like, you know what they are, right? So, like, when they started excavating Pompeii... Like, they started digging, and then they kept hitting these hollow pockets. And they were like, well, that's fucking weird. Like, why is there a hollow pocket here? We're digging through solid rock. And then they figured out when the ash settled, it settled over dead bodies and buildings. And then the dead bodies, the ash solidified, and then dead bodies decomposed. So these pockets were people, and so they just poured plaster into them. And that's where these, like, bodies came from. Sure. So they just, I'm sure they made more than one copy. Oh, okay. And so they like have some that like went on tour. So I saw the jerking off guy in real life. Then there's a dog. Is it confirmed that he was jerking off? I'm sure he wasn't, but it sure looks like he's jerking (laughs) off. (laughs) And then the good boy, the good, the good boy who's like scratching his neck, the dog. Have you seen that? That's sad. There's a dog in Pompeii, but he looks like like a normal dog today that's just, really? like, dead. That's wild that the dog was just scratching his neck. And then they had, like, like pre- oh, this is hot. They had preserved bread that was there. Oh, really? Yeah. They call it pond. That's wild. Yeah. I don't know. I got the vibe that they were, like, cast. Like, they were, that. this was actual, like, remnants of their bodies yeah. or something. Um, like, electrocuted by the Sith to the point where they're a charred mass now. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, when you read, like, Sith lore and stuff like that, and just some of the Legends novels, there's a lot of, like, interesting mass force weapons that have been used. Like, there's this force thought bomb in the Darth, ends of the first Darth Bane novel, and it just fucking, like, kills everybody on yeah. the planet. Well, and so, I forget where I read it or where I heard it, but somebody was talking about, like, the legend of a Sith weapon that is powered by Kyber Crystal. And they were saying, I think it was Pablo Hidalgo was talking about it. He was saying that this temple is that weapon. Oh, okay. And it's basically the Death Star before the actual Death Star. Sure. It was like a temple that focused Kyber Crystal in dark energy and like had the capability of destroying planets. 
but it was built on a planet, so it wasn't mobile. Like Do you think there was like thing. a Krennic Sith guy who just was like, I did this? I'm sure there was. <laughs> Some middle manager that was yeah. just pissed that he got sidestepped. He's the guy that died jerking off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My creation! Um, yeah, it's it's cool, though. Like, we let's let's get into it. So the next clip, um, so they, they fall into the pit. Sith Temple lies before them. We get our Rebels thing, and we're going to come back. Um, we're going to take a listen to this next clip. Um, they're going to be approaching the temple. Uh, Chopper's hanging back at the Phantom and working on finding this other uh, the ship that they have on the radar. I want you to pay attention to the music as well. Like, this episode just fucking hits. Let's take a listen. Oh, we might fall through the surface. Thanks for the warning, Chop. Any fix on that ship yet? He's picked up the trail. This way. So they start walking through this ancient ruins of this city. And it's so cool because it's there's just like little bits of light coming through from the surface. I bet whatever we're looking for is inside that temple. Seems likely. Just remember, if there's a ship, we're not alone it down here. Like a so it feels like yeah. You said we're here to find knowledge. You know? What kind of knowledge? The forbidden kind. To defeat your enemy, you have to understand them. Yeah. No better place to learn about the Sith, I guess. Also, they're kind of being watched here. I think you see someone kind of watching. The ground looks scorched. Whoa, Kanan, look, a lightsaber. A and another. Kylo Ren style with a little hand crossbar. Yeah. This was a battlefield. What happened here? It looks like at one time, thousands of years ago, Jedi Knights attacked the temple. And the Jedi won, right? From what I can tell, nobody won. I hate to break up this history lesson. But we should keep moving. Well, if you ask me, this whole planet is a dive in on him. So if it's a riddle, what's the question? Why is Kanan such a oh, get down! Come spinny boy. What was that riddle? Why is Kanan such a was he trying to like, he was gonna crack some, at him? He was gonna crack some sort of like joke, I think, you know. Yeah. Like, why is Kanan such a dumbass? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got me there. That was like the one point where I was like, where is this coming from? Yeah. No, I mean, this is definitely not the Vought. They're surrounded by, like, uh, like fucking petrified remains and, like, old lightsaber hilts. And it's this dark, gloomy. It's a Sith city. And the other part. And that, he's cracking jokes. The other part that kind of bothered me is the fact that, like, if there is any time where Ezra could upgrade from his staple gun, like, this is the time. Yeah. He just ignited, like, a crossbar saver. Yeah, just take that hilt and just put your kyber into it. And point it out that there's another one right next to it that nobody bothers yeah. to pick up or ignite. It, now, he ignites it, but it immediately burns out. He, it's like, you know, if we were doing battery talk, I mean... <laughs> 
<laughs> you put that kyber crystal in the battery tester, that thing's fucking red, oh, man. Oh, yeah. It's barely got anything left. It's on the cusp. You know what you got to do with that kyber is you got to take it out and flip it around. Yeah. You know, and then you might a get spin. a little, yeah, a do a little spinny, kind of move it a little bit. Oh, you could get another That'll couple. Pop it up a bit. I think you get some hours of fighting yeah. out of that bad boy. Oh, those kybers, they last. <laughs> now, kyber, I would say like, um, <laughs> you know, there's different types of kyber crystal. Like, there's the stuff that's like the really nice kyber, uh, you know, in, in Ilum. Like, they got the, the really, refined, like, the refined, yeah. like, that's got to be a Duracell, like a Duracell Max. Yeah. You know, but then you got like. You know, this one here, that's like an Ever Ready or something. Like, it's, Oh, sure. Yeah, it's it's no longer for this world. But if you got just a standard Kyber, I think that's just a standard Energizer. I told you I was disappointed in my Energizers that I, I bought. I would think, but like, didn't, I t- didn't I send you that chart? That, uh, yeah. Or, yeah, that's right. Energizer's the chart, disappointing. The chart said that Duracell was leading the pack. The Copper Top is winning. Yeah. Energizer fell off. They were like fourth. Yeah, that bunny was lying to us the whole time. He's full of shit, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, so at the end of the clip there, they were being watched th- throughout that. And it's an Inquisitor that just dives in and attacks him. Stupid Inquisitor, by the way. One that we haven't seen before. Yeah, look, I thought it was a troll from World of Warcraft. But you're telling me it's a, a, Jirelli, a Turellian Django jumper. Yes, it is. Now, we met the Turellian Django jumper in an Ahsoka-centric Yeah, episode. what's her name? Cass, Cass something? Cassie or, or something like that? Cassie something or She other? stole Ahsoka's lightsaber. Yeah. It was like this whole thing, and then Terra Sinube disarmed her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turtle man. <laughs> Oh, and there is a lightsaber cane later on in this episode. I too. just remembered Terra Sinube. Yeah, from Obi Wan. Uh, yeah, Fortress Inquisitorius. Oh, po- dude, he deserved better than that. Oh boy, he was like a week from retirement. Yeah, at least he didn't look as surprised as that like eight year old. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> in the same room. Man, we're getting some good Star Wars lately. Uh-huh. It's really nice. Um, yeah. So this Inquisitor decides to attack the three of them. Kind of stupid, if you ask me. That's okay. That's another thing that I pointed out is or that I thought of was Ahsoka defeated two Inquisitors without like breaking a sweat early yeah. in the season. And now it's taking like three of them. Like I was just confused. I was like, why doesn't Ahsoka just like concentrate on this guy and have them be like, yeah, go do whatever. I feel like Ahsoka could take on all three Inquisitors at once. Yes, absolutely. And I think she'd win. Yeah. It's 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 like we got to say like Ahsoka was always a good fighter, you know, like she was very impressive as a Padawan. She, you know, could have been a Jedi Knight and would have been a very powerful one. I mean, she defeated Maul. The only the explanation that I can think of is I feel like Ahsoka can sense there is something coming up that she needs to be ready for. And that's maybe why she's sure. Not necessarily jumping at every opportunity sure. to fight at her fullest. But I think it isn't, you know, it. I can understand that, but it is important to acknowledge, like, she's gotten really powerful. Oh, absolutely. Like, she's not a joke. No. Like, she, you know, I, I, I don't know who she would be comparable to uh, in, like, fighting prowess, but I would put her up there with Anakin in his prime. I don't think I don't think there's any Inquisitor at this point that could oh, go toe-to-toe no. to with her. The Inquisitors are pathetic. Yeah. I, <laughs> can you imagine if Obi-Wan had been training? He would have kicked the shit out of them. <laughs> 
I really wanted to see Obi Wan kill one of those. That would be like if you took a modern NFL player, yeah. and dropped them into like the football players of like the 1910s. Yes, like the guy with the leather football helmets. Yeah, it's the even guy the top, that like the top team, the Duluth Bulldogs or whatever that are it's like the Eskimos. The I, he- Eskimos. I hear, I hear, chap, like throw the ball this away. Yeah, like you. I'm sure they think they're the cream of the crop, but if yeah. you drop a modern NFL player, yeah, just like that's why it's great when like people. let's talk about the greatest athletes of all time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and somebody's like Babe Ruth, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Babe Ruth would strike out, <laughs> Babe Ruth would bat like 100 maybe what was in the today's game. Pitch back then, ah, probably like 75 miles an hour. <laughs> I it's probably about, you know, if you put me in front of like a speed gun, I think I could probably hit like a top out like where Walter sure. the Big Train Johnson did. Yeah. You know, or like Bronco Nagurski or like Jim Thorpe, <laughs> you know, like these old football players. It's like, dude, like, yeah, I guess maybe like compared to me, maybe they might be able to outrun me, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. But like you plop them in today's game, they would be they would just be dead. Yeah. Like, they would take one hit, and they would never get up. <laughs> they would just be floored. It's really funny to think about. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, no. But I'm Babe just thinking, Ruth. like, the the Inquisitors, before they come across someone like Ahsoka, they've only ever, like, executed civilians. So they've had no competition. So, obviously, they're, yeah, they, like, think they're amazing. Yeah. And then they come across someone like Ahsoka, who is... An elevated person, not yeah. just someone that like squeaked by that still has a lightsaber. And like the Jedi that they were hunting down, like Nair in the Kenobi series. Like, I I don't think Nair is like. I'm sure he's a competent fighter. Yeah. I mean, if he's if he's taking on like I don't know, like a some street rats or something, some that are like roughing up a right. citizen. Like, yeah, Nair will kick their ass. But like, as far as like. You know, an actual like Jedi. Well, like Cal- they have not met anybody remotely close. Cal Kestis had fallen order when he's going toe to toe with Inquisitors. Like it's a struggle because he was a Padawan and like he's had. Some and he also training. has been like hiding for five yeah. years. You know, he's he's been he was like ten yeah. when it, or eleven yeah. when it, when when everything happened. So yeah, I mean, it's it is funny to think about though, like just how overmatched they are. You know, mm-hmm. man, we got to talk about Kenobi. Man. I, <laughs> I want to. I got to watch that fight uh-huh. again. I got to watch it again, man. He kicks the shit out of him. And it are was... you going to get that hot toy? Oh, yeah. With the boulders? Yeah. Oh, my God. I got to get the Vader one, too, with uh-huh. the broken mask. I have a feeling I'm going to see a broken mask here pretty soon. I don't know what gives you that impression. Oh, I got a chance. I think it's going to happen. All right. Um, so, yeah, this Lone Inquisitor attacks. He's a spinny boy. He loves to spin. He spins in. We get a lot of spinny <laughs> yeah. lightsabers in this. Um, he loves to spin. He also throws, like, he, like, summons some, like, shit. I guess it's from his ship or something or something that he has set up. He shoots, like, he shoots some, like, artillery at them. Yeah, I don't know what it's that some was. some weird explosions that come in. They knock Ezra down. And Ezra actually falls <laughs> to an even lower level. Suddenly the Inquisitors have gadgets. Yeah. <laughs> this is guys like the Batman of the Inquisitors. The Inquisitors have Q-Branch yeah. <laughs> at the Inquisitorius. <laughs> he's got a fucking, he's got a utility belt, man. He's just throwing, like, smoke bombs. He's fucking spinning in. He's shooting artillery. This guy is, like, the handyman. He's, yeah. like, the Bob Vila of Inquisitors. 
Um, but yeah, so he shoots this like these explosions and they knock Ezra down and Ezra falls to an even lower level. Like so there's another level of this city below where they're at now. It's very cool. Um, and they're like Kanan runs to help him. He's like, no, go get the Inquisitor. Don't worry about me. I'll catch up. So Ahsoka and Kanan pursue the Inquisitor. And this, this is this is the first time that we have seen the helicopter spinny sabers in full force. We've seen the sabers spin, but I've never seen we, somebody use them in this way. We have never seen them uh, to garner flight before. Yeah. It, they literally turn their lightsaber into like a personal helicopter. It is like in Batman Returns when the Penguin steps on his umbrella and it spins and he just flies away (laughs) as if out of nowhere for no reason yeah Um, an immaculate performance by danny devito by the way it is a great movie (laughs) he's fucking perfect man (laughs) oh man remember when he bites the nose off that guy (laughs) i remember being like nine years old and be like what the fuck remember when christopher walken's character gets like fried (laughs) or whatever (laughs) michelle pfeiffer frenches him through a taser yeah (laughs) man I had so many questions for my parents after that movie, and they were not prepared to answer them in the least. Yeah, like, that movie came out before I, like, was attracted to women or anything. Like, before I ever had a sexual thought. Uh Uh-huh. And Michelle Pfeiffer, I was like, I'm confused. (laughs) (laughs) She's so hot in it. And I was just like, I I don't know how old I was, but I was just like, it's like, there is something about this. Yeah. Something's moving in my body. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to put a pin in this. Yeah. I need to revisit this later. I'm going to come back to this a lot in like 10 years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, she is a saucy mix. Ant-Man and the Wasps. Quantum mania is coming out. Yeah. That one might um that one might bring me back to Marvel. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, she's uh she's yeah. In that one. Oh, she's she's still a looker. She's married to uh Michael uh Douglas character. Yes. She's yeah, the yeah, yeah. she's Evangeline Lilly's uh, mother. mother. Yeah. yeah. They went into the quantum realm to retrieve her. She was the, the original wasp. She was the original wasp. Uh, Michael Douglas famously claimed to get uh throat, throat cancer, cancer from, from cuttlingus. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's true. I don't I don't think that actually Well, I think there is a link between throat cancer and uh, uh, HPV. HPV, yes. But I, but Catherine Jones was like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, what the what? Why are you telling everybody this?" <laughs> Apparently, Catherine Zeta Jones just has tons of genital warts. <laughs> <laughs> and her husband went and, and blamed her for giving him throat cancer. I don't think it was a. I don't think, like, I understand the connection between HPV and certain types of cancer. Yes. But I don't think he got throat cancer. No, I don't think so either. I'm just pointing out the it's fact the, that. That's, like, the dumbest thing. There is, like, some kind of reason why Catherine Zeta-Jones would be like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. That fucking Michael Douglas. <laughs> what do you think of him as an actor? I like him. Yeah? I really do. He's all right. I really like him. Yeah. You big Wall Street guy? No, 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 no. Gordon Gecko? No, I no. hate that. Yeah. But he's a good actor. I feel like Gordon Gecko is like the modern day philosopher for a lot of those Aurelius. No, he's fans. like he's like the perfect <laughs> like Jordan Peterson of the time. No, Jordan Belfort or whatever that guy's name is. Yes, but like like douchebags flock to him as like an inspiration. Yeah. Even though it's like no, 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 no. You're missing the point of this entire movie. The point yeah, is the point I'm is not and his whole good, good speech. It's to get you to hate him. Yes. This is not for you to admire him. Yeah. 
But like you'll literally see these like money mindset motivation like Instagram accounts that will have like a Gordon Gecko quote. It's yeah. like he's the bad guy. He's the villain of that story. You fucking idiots. You shouldn't worship him. Do you think they like like Bernie Madoff? Like they're just like, oh, we love this Bernie Madoff. Oh, that guy ran some stuff. Yeah. Did you see the floor plans? <laughs> you couldn't get to him. <laughs> it's a Ponzi scheme, George. The eye toilet. Anyways, um, man, we're off topic. Uh, where were we? Okay, yeah. So Ezra falls down to this other area, and he says he'll catch up. Um, but he's got to find his way out of this little hole that he's fallen himself into. And there's a whole other level to this city down there. These Sith, they got some intricate engineers. Yeah. They're like the Romans. Um, but he runs into somebody who's just fucking hanging out down there, just waiting. <laughs> well, they do. Oh, that's later, so never mind. Yeah. I'll come um, back to it. But we're going to meet this new character. And Ezra meets... Calls himself the old man. It's an old man. Old master. He calls himself the old master eventually. He's just an old man oh, right now. Yeah. He's old man, then he's old master, and then he's something else. So let's take a listen to our next clip. Sure, I'll catch up as soon as I figure out where I am. I know where you are. You're with me. <laughs> Please put your weapon away. I... I mean, you know, harm. I knew right away. It was... Stay back! He's got his hood up, but... Yeah, I'm warning you, old man. Old man. Forgive me, it's just... I've been alone so long, it's been years since I've spoken to anyone. You live here alone? In the dark? Not by choice. My ship crashed. I'm trapped, marooned. I've had to scrounge and scrape to survive. Look, I'm sorry. Okay, I wish I could help you, but I have to get back to my friends. Well, perhaps I could help you. I doubt that. Why are you here? I'm not gonna tell you that. You came for the same reason I did years ago. You seek knowledge. It's a recurring theme. It's knowledge. It's in the temple, isn't it? And I know the secret way to get inside, but... But I'm too old. I, I, I need help to open the door. What's inside? Help me and find out. Show me this doorway. Please, this way. You first. Do you not trust me? I don't know you. Well, then let's change that. Call me... Old master. And you? Call me Jabba. Hmm. Come then, Jabba. Okay, so we meet the old man slash old master. I really want to play up. He's first an old man, and then he's old master, and then he'll be something else. He'll fully reveal himself. But are we supposed to... It's very obvious who this person is. Yeah. Now, let's try to put an age on him at this point. That's what I was trying to think of. Let's say... Let's say Palpatine got him, then 20 years later was Phantom It's Darth Maul for anybody that's wondering. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming most people know what we're talking about. So, yeah, Darth Maul. So, let's say he's about 20 in the Phantom Menace. Sure. Um, It's his prime. Yeah, it's his prime. Um, So, what do you think? He's in his, like, mid-40s, maybe? That's I'd put him, like mid 40s early 50s yeah so 
But he's also he's a hard fifty. Oh yeah, like he got cut in half. He's been road hard. And yeah, up wet. He's gone insane by himself. He was a Spider Man. So okay, <laughs> this is my other question. So this is this is after Solo, correct? Rebels is taking place after Solo. Yes. So that's there's a bunch of questions I have because at that point he was running a fucking crime family. Sure. And suddenly he's an old man with a hood on his head hanging out in a cavern somewhere. Yeah, Rebels takes place 5 BBY to 0 okay. BBY, it says. Um, so let's just, I'm just going to pull up, I kind of want to get this, make sure we're on the right like page. Like something here. had to happen that is the downfall again of Maul. Like he keeps having these like, these peaks and valleys. I mean, he was running an entire crime syndicate. That's what I'm saying. Like in in, in season seven of the Clone Wars, we see him talking to uh, Dryden. That's uh, like that's where he starts assembling, uh, like starts assembling and consolidating power. Sure. And then by Solo, he's like definitely consolidated, and he's running a business. Like it's it's organized at that point. But like something happened between that point and between now. Where he's fallen off. And sure. that's the thing that I want to... Yes. So, um, Solo does take place before Rebels. Yes. Um, Solo takes place probably about 10 years before Rebels. I'm just kind of looking at a... Uh, it's not a great timeline. I'm trying to find a really good one here, but uh, it's not being friendly for me. But, yeah. So... Um, and I don't think there's any kind of, like, source material that talks about anything formal past solo so right now it's still a question mark sure yeah. i think yeah please correct me if i'm wrong yeah if anybody so knows slow, anything. solo says 10 bby 13 to 10 bby is solo um that's quite a three-year range there i don't know yeah. how they got that uh kenobi was 9 bby andor is 5 bby so andor's taking place as rebels is taking as place. rebels yeah. is getting cooking up because right. it, like it's finally about to come together, as we see in Andor. There's all these. They mention it. All these different sects of rebellion, and I, you know they're going to start to come together here soon, <laughs> but not so. <laughs> but the other, the other part that I find funny that like there's no way Ezra would know this, but like Darth Maul ran a crime syndicate. He was like the head of a crime family. Yeah, and Ezra's alias he, that he uses is Jabba, which is one of the top members of another crime syndicate. So, yeah. like, Maul knows right away that this is not... This yeah. is just an alias. And just also Maul in general here. Like, he's definitely playing up this whole I'm an old man. He's not. Correct. Like, I'm sure he could cut Ezra's head off in half a second if he but wanted to. But even if he wasn't... Even without the knowledge that this is a former crime boss, using the name Jabba as a alias... Jabba is a well-known personality in the galaxy, is he not? Yeah. So I would think that Ezra could choose from a plethora of other names. I don't know. Callus seemed to be actually think his name was Jabba for like for a couple minutes there that at least true. until they figured out his name was actually Ezra yeah, Bridger. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, Maul must just be like, oh, okay. You know, Maul's playing dumb. Yeah. Um. So I. It, it is interesting though. Like, I want to know how long has he been there? How long has he actually been there on the planet? Yeah. On Malachor, how long has he been down there just sitting there? Like, I have to assume not that long. Because so the, that Inquisitor, as we find out coming up, is tracking him. 
Calls him the Shadow. And that is the ship that they first tracked when they got there. Yeah. Is the the Inquisitor ship who is going after yeah. Maul. So, yeah, I would be really curious, though, like, what happened with Maul's syndicate and all this stuff. Now, we do know that Palpatine kept him alive. That was the other part. So, the last time, as, as of when this aired, the last <laughs> time you saw Maul was him getting his ass handed to him by Palpatine. Palpatine. And Palpatine telling him, I'm not going to kill you. I still have some uses for you. Um, And so with that, like, we can assume, without having season seven of Clone Wars, we can assume, okay, he escaped Palpatine somehow. Yes. He's probably, he probably has to lay low. He can't really, like, make a name for himself anymore because Palpatine will fucking kill him. Now... I don't know if we look at like the original trilogy, like Jabba's Jabba's crime syndicate seems to be the big one. You know, it it seems to be they don't mention, you know, they talk about Jabba. Yeah. And the Empire. Well, they have their own like territories. Yes. And like there's something called hut space. My my thought is this. So maybe there's some, you know, if there's other material out there that we should be looking into clone Casanova's. Obviously, clonecastpod at gmail.com. We want to know this stuff. Um, but my thought is, like, Palpatine could pull the rug out from underneath Maul whenever he wanted. Maul, he, he kept Maul alive to use him in certain ways yeah. for his schemes. But, like, if Palpatine is like, you're of no use to me anymore, he could fucking blow his syndicate up in half a second. Well, like, if he does have the knowledge that Maul is leading the syndicate. He has to. Which does. I'm assuming he does. I mean, he but, left him on Mandalore. But if he is out, if this is the peak of the Empire taking over, and Maul does run off to the Outer Rim, it is possible that Palpatine is just like, maybe he gets like <clears throat> senses that it could be Maul out there doing things, but he's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Like, I could see him I just think being the- like, if this if this becomes a problem, I can pay more attention to it. Yeah. But it is at arm's length right now. I have more important things to worry about. Yeah. I'm just thinking about from Maul's perspective, though, like, how did he go from, like, being this top crime boss to whatever he's doing this like drifter yes, now that was my original point like yeah I'm trying to figure i think that it's out. palpatine that's what i'm saying i think oh, it's palpatine okay. i think palpatine didn't care enough to kill him he sent a fucking inquisitor after well vader did an inquisitor after the shadow but i think like once palpatine no whatever palpatine's use for him ran out i'm pretty sure palpatine just put the weight of the empire and just crushed that well syndicate. and you read did you read the graphic novel of like how he escaped palpatine I can't remember. I remember you talking about it, but I can't remember like specifically how he got under the th- out from leading into the, the siege of Mandalore. That's stuff. what I'm talking about. That's how we find out how Mother Talzin dies. Uh, Grievous kills her. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, at that point, uh, I think Savage is still alive. Um, I would. I have to. No, no, no. It. no. It's after. It's it's because Palpatine kills Savage. And then Palpatine, like, defeats Maul and says, no, I have more uses for you. I'm going to keep you alive. And then I think, like, there's Mandalores that, like, rescue him from Palpatine. And that's how he ends up on Mandalore for season seven. I'd have to reread it. Let's see. Although Maul begged for Talzin to take a strength, the tie began to turn with them when Dooku recovered and joined his master's onslaught. 
I could have swore. I, no, because he took power on Mandalore, and then Palpatine came to Mandalore and captured him, and then took him prisoner. And then I feel like Death Watch came and rescued him, and then he went back to Mandalore, and that's where season seven takes place. Right? Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm getting confused by the tolls and stuff. Let's move on. With like, I gotta I gotta brush up on this. I'll brush up on I'll brush up on my mall for next week. We'll have a full breakdown of Darth Maul. All right, and we'll try to piece together what the fuck he's been doing. Okay, but yeah, he was gone, and then he was back. The whole thing's <laughs> I'm telling you, like he took over on Mandalore. Palpatine decided to take him prisoner because he had other uses for him. Yes. And then I think Death Watch recaptured him from Palpatine and then brought him back to Mandalore. Season OK, seven yeah. Now, now it's OK. Now I then he goes on the he run. Was, yeah. They imprisoned him. Palpatine right. imprisoned him. Death Watch broke him out. Yes. Um, And then Mother Talzin shows up. In that as well, Mother Talzin gets killed by Grievous. But that's in a completely separate arc in the Clone Wars. It's after, yeah, it's after Palpatine defeats him. They they imprison Maul. Maul gets broke out by Death Watch. Mother Talzin ends up getting killed in the ensuing escape. Uh, Dooku is there. Grievous is there. Grievous kills Mother Talzin. Yes. But Maul escapes and goes back to Mandalore with Death Watch. And then Palpatine must have been like, well, I'll just keep an eye on him. I don't fucking care. I'll yeah. just keep an eye on him. He's under my thumb. But I just think at a certain point, Palpatine was probably like, okay, I have no use for this guy anymore, so I'm just going to fucking leave him. But that's, so, I, so that is very plausible, but the thing that I'm posing is it could have nothing to do with Palpatine, and it could have something to do with Maul driving himself fucking crazy because he's the head of a crime syndicate. Mm -hmm. he's, assemb he's like gathering more and more power, and he's obsessed with Obi-Wan yes. wanting vengeance. And the fact that Obi yeah. he killed Obi Wan's love, and like still Obi Wan was like, "You're not going to defeat exactly. me." Exactly. Like, yeah. And like, so like, I feel like yes, Palpatine could just pull the rug out from under him, but he could have just as easily defeated himself by not being like, yeah. by not accepting the fact like I have a shitload of power. I'm cool. I'm just going to let Obi Wan be. He can't. Like, he yeah. could have just drove himself fucking crazy. And then his own demise yeah. by, like, letting vengeance eat away at him. I could totally see him, and, and that's maybe what he's off doing now. He's off on a quest to try to gather more power because he wants to kill Obi-Wan. But not only Obi-Wan. Now he's got a vendetta against the Palpatine yeah. and Vader. Yes. He wants to destroy all of them. And he says as much. So he's setting himself up to be almost like an anti-hero of sorts. He's got some enemies that we like. He's got some enemies that we don't like. Yeah. But he could be a useful ally in certain situations here. Um, but uh, that's not this episode. Um, but, yeah, I, I like where you're going with that. Like, who knows what happened to the syndicates? It could have been. Yeah, you're right. It could have been, been him being like, oh, I care more about Obi-Wan Kenobi than running this massive crime syndicate. And, and it would be he pretty, just goes off in search of, like, Sith legends. It would be pretty poetic because he said himself in Clone Wars, vengeance is the thing that kept him alive. Like, rage and the desire to yeah. kill Obi-Wan is the thing that kept him alive when he was just a torso but even with a couple about, of arms. So, like, I could see him looking at himself as defeated, thinking that's what kept me alive before, that's what will keep me alive again. Yeah. But this time it's different. And as he accumulates more power he thinks the more he concentrates on revenge 
the more power it'll bring him. But in reality, it's actually doing the opposite. Yeah. Well, even only this about... time he doesn't have spider legs. He does not have spider legs. Think about it this way, though. Like, even in like the Phantom Menace, his like one line. At last, we will have revenge yeah, on yeah. the Jedi, or you know, at least we'll reveal ourselves as Jedi. At last, we'll have revenge. Like even before he got cut in half, the guy was thinking about revenge. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I think it's his whole driving. That's all he has is revenge. How great would a snake buddy be if if that he was still palled up with him oh, right now? Man, I felt I missed if that Savage guy. If didn't just toss him on the fire, <laughs> yeah. And it is kind of interesting when you look back on like Maul and Savage, like. Just two different people. Yeah. I mean, Savage did turn into a monster, but it, it it was more of the magic that did it than anything. Because I, <laughs> before he got transformed by the Night Sisters, he was just like, uh, you know, the standard Night Brother. Well, Savage was just being used by everyone. Yes, like, he, he was, was being, being used, used by Mother Tiles, and he was being used by Ventress. Yeah, but he like he volunteered got... himself and he sacrificed himself for his brother that he ended up getting killed because the of the Night Gangs. Sisters. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, I mean it's 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 just two completely different people and I I remember some of the debates that they had like when they're arguing with each other and stuff and like I think Savage was just tired. Like Savage was kind of like I want to just chill. Yeah. Maul was like no, like was just obsessed with Kenobi. Just obsessed with Kenobi. So yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting though. There's got to be some stuff out there that just fleshes out what Maul was doing for like 10 years, yeah. you know? I'm really curious. I think I think I like your theory though. Like I like I think he is at this he's seeking out Sith artifacts, he's seeking out Sith knowledge because he his one drive is to get strong enough to kill Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. To break him. Well, and Palpatine and Vader at this yes, point. Yes, everybody but, that has ever wronged yes. him must die. Revenge is his driving factor. Yes. So, his quest for power is strictly centered around revenge. Um so yeah, I guess maybe Maybe the syndicates were no use to him anymore. Right. He's like, oh, I've gotten all I can from this. I got to go out and, you know. Yeah. That could be it, too. I don't know. Be interesting. Um, where the fuck were we? Oh, the old master. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> we got way. Well, we, I guess we were on topic. Yeah. Yeah. So Kane and Ahsoka, they're chasing the Inquisitor. Um, and they Kane remarks like, hey, he seemed really surprised. He may not actually be tracking us. You know, he, he might be looking for something else. Um, and yeah, Kanan said that he's never had an Inquisitor run away from him before. Probably a smart move, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Chopper then pages in as they're chasing him. Um, now, this guy, he's a he's Torellian Django jumper. So we know, he's up there. Oh, he's a jumper. <laughs> he jumps. He's a jumper already. Yeah. Cassie, Cassie and him would get along. Yeah. Yeah, they're jumping around. I bet Ahsoka's having horrible flashbacks. <laughs> it's like that time I lost my lightsaber, and I literally had to run around Coruscant chasing this Torellian Django jumper. I'm just imagining the uh, the hurdles, the hurdle heights on Torellia. <laughs> yeah, just like a thirty story building that they're leaping Do over. Do you think in like the intergalactic Olympics they just dominate track and field? <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah, kicking ass on track and field, man. Like the high jump, it's just not fair. No, just not fair. Um. So, yeah, Chopper pages in. He actually found the ship. Um, Kanan orders Chopper to go and disable the ship so they can't take off. Uh, we see Chopper do an ass rocket out of the Phantom, and he goes flying into the crater. He's getting better at flying. Yeah, That Chopper's... was a killer arc into a yeah. sustained flight. Yep. Um, so after Chopper ass rockets down into uh, the Sith City, uh, we're going to get another clip with Ezra and the old master. Uh, let's take a listen. 
How much further? You worry about your friends. They need my help. Yes, and with good reason. The Inquisitor is powerful. Wait. You know about the Inquisitor? He is my enemy. All Inquisitors and their masters are my enemies. Were you a Jedi? Uh, no, no, no. But I was once a Force wielder. Long ago, long, long ago. Then you're a Sith. The Sith. The Sith took everything from me. Ripped me from my mother's arms, murdered my brother, used me as a weapon, and then cast me aside. Abandoned me. Once I had power, now I have nothing. Nothing. I know how you feel. That he was used after he the Empire? His brother. It took away my home, and my mother, and my father. And you want revenge? I want justice! Yes. Yes, and you shall have it. For I have discovered <laughs> the key. The key to what? The key to destroying the Sith. That is the knowledge inside the temple? Yes, that temple holds secrets of the Sith. Secrets that have been buried with the dead for thousands of years. And you'll share this knowledge with me? Yes. Yes, of course. this episode it's great the fact that so the way that maul is talking to ezra and the way that ezra assumes he's like oh so you are a jedi and maul was like well i was a force wielder in in ezra is looks confused for a second and he's like then you were a sith if you weren't a jedi it's like the perfect way to encapsulate the fact that like oh that's that black and white thinking of yeah. the jedi it was like oh no if you're not a jedi then you're a sith it's yeah. like either one or the other and like maul is such an interesting other side of the coin with ahsoka because like ahsoka is also in this weird gray space where she's not a jedi but she's not a sith yeah and now maul is in exactly the same gray space but just on the other side of everything yeah it's he's, so fucking cool he's the dark side dynamic to ahsoka yeah he's like he doesn't have like any kind of home per se right and ahsoka yeah. ahsoka disavowed the jedi and is okay with that she understands that they had their faults she has let the jedi go and she's on to the next chapter of her life maul was betrayed by the sith just like ahsoka was betrayed by the jedi except maul is obsessed with revenge yeah Maul cannot let himself get over it. And yeah. that, I think, is his downfall. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. It, and also, like, I mean, they're they're intricately connected, Ahsoka and Maul, especially, you know, after the, you know, Caesar Mandalore and all this stuff. Um, but also, like, the dynamic of Maul and just kind of his motivations and his pain, it's, he's not that different than... Vader. No. 
he's you know he's he's like deeply hurt by various things there was a great and line it's his it's his motivation in the behind the scenes thing that i watched there is a great line that uh i forget who it was but like one of the producers said that there was a deleted scene from this episode where maul said a line and uh he said that earlier a line got deleted where ahsoka asks maul who vader is and maul's response is vader is who i should have been like isn't that fucking amazing yeah so it's personal for him yeah yeah it's interesting but yeah they're very similar they're very similar like you know this is imagine anakin if he did all this shit for palpatine and then he got thrown just thrown away this would be this is where this is the same exact path anakin would go down well i love the fact that like even as even as vader and palpatine knows it anakin is still letting himself get distracted like maul is the type of person that like commits so like if maul is palpatine's apprentice he's committing and like absorbing everything that palpatine is laying down but at the same time that's a that's a that's a threat to palpatine right because maul would actually you're talking about the rule of two and stuff like maul's one that would actually you know like probably try to dethrone whereas vader powerful i think you know vader does tempt luke it's a very good point overthrow the emperor but at the same time like palpatine kind of has his thumb on vader at all times because one um he's a fucking cripple uh i mean really like well maul is too but like (laughs) but yeah but vader is so he's so just beat down but he's I, i feel like palpatine can keep him at an arm's length and and the power that anakin could have wielded has been neutered he's also been distracted like maul is always maul there's no other thing pulling at him vader has this weird pull between vader and anakin yes that like vader sometimes will showcase and be like no i've destroyed anakin i I, like there is a push and pull of like vader taking over and being an entity and then Anakin creeping back in. Yeah. And I feel like that, but that's never, something. that never leaves him. And you're right. You're absolutely right. That's something that Palpatine can use he as can like, manipulate that. That like this is a this is a weakness that I can use to be yeah. sure that he'll never Whereas overthrow me. Palpatine with Maul, it was like I took this kid who has like no memories, just like a young child, and I basically like Put him in a fucking room. It's the only thing he's and ever known. The is only the thing dark he's ever known Palpatine. is like what Palpatine taught him, and you know he was very, he had blinders on to everything going on. Really, like all he knew, it was like putting like a boomer in a room, and all they do is watch Fox News it's for like, like. That's why the cigarette companies tried to do cartoons. Yes, they were like, if we get to him early, we'll have him for yeah. life. But I actually think Palpatine, yeah, he does. I think he really does like the um, the elasticity of the relationship he has with vader and he likes the fact that he knows every single weakness about anakin but it is interesting too to watch the end of kenobi when vader's talking about how he lost kenobi and he's like but we're gonna go back i'm gonna go like twice as hard and palpatine has to like pull on the chain a little bit yeah and be like no you're letting yourself get distracted yeah like palpatine knows how to call him on it yeah and when it starts to like get too much, yeah, knows how to redirect. Yeah, I think the he focus. knows that to a certain point, the Anakin coming out is okay, as long as he reins him back in when right. it gets to be too much. Like 
Yeah, go have your fun with Kenobi. Try to kill him. It's but like you're not going to – you lost. That's it. I'm pulling you back in. I need you to go do this. You know, It's like he likes the Anakin going in as long as it's fueling the desire yeah. for vengeance and retribution. But like once it gets to the point where it's diverting him from Palpatine's overall goal, that's where he needs to like pull yeah. him back. He needs the good of Anakin to – build the darkness of vader yes whereas with maul it's just like yeah i just made this evil assassin yeah you know and you can't that tug and pull that he kind of needs to continue like kicking anakin down he doesn't have that with maul so well, maul would just point, be fast at one track point, palpatine had to realize too as he's training maul like oh fuck this guy's good yeah <laughs> like i don't i don't like this like this uh, this doesn't bode well for me no it certainly i think was advantageous for him that maul was defeated by kenobi i yes. think ultimately um ultimately, and i do i do also, i think maul would have been able to unseat if maul had continued to progress he could have unseated him within years you know i, I do mean, think it also it makes a lot of sense looking at it from that the fact that he goes from Maul to Dooku, who is an old man, very skilled, but, like, he went from Maul, who's a fucking monster, to, like, an elderly gentleman who's also evil. Yeah. But it, it's not the same. He didn't go back to Dothamir and find yeah. a, a, another monster. He must have realized his errors with, with Maul. Like, it was an experiment, and he some of it worked, a lot of it didn't. And it, it was a blessing for him that Maul got cut in half. I'm thinking Palpatine was like, oh, this is working a little too well. Yeah. I need to, I need to, I but need like, to backtrack Dooku, a little bit. Dooku and his idealism of like how the galaxy should be run and stuff was perfect for Palpatine yes. at the time. Yeah. And it was also somebody that, like Anakin, had a previous life and had things that he could probably That's manipulate what I'm saying. He's and play weak, with. He's, a, he's weak enough where Palpatine can still feel confident in his ability. Yes. Yes. Like Palpatine... He's a much better puppet master than he is a, um, I don't know, what would you even call him? Uh, like, what, what, what would Maul, it, it, Maul would be his indentured servant? Yeah. Like, you know, like, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, though, like, how he went from him, Maul, to Dooku, to Anakin. Like, it's just, it's a progression of what he I feel wanted. like he nurtured Maul and realized there wasn't enough there that he could manipulate. Yes. There wasn't enough weakness. He picked the like the number one overall draft pick and was like, oh fuck, this guy's too powerful for yeah. even me. So he Anakin needed... was the perfect mix of like the lived experiences of Dooku that he could play off of, but also like the uh un just completely raw power. Yeah. Like it's he's a mix of Maul's power and Dooku's like not they didn't live the same life, but they had memories and they had things that were beyond just like being trained to be. There's enough conflict inside. Of yes. Him. And the conflict actually enhances Palpatine. Um, anyways, where the fuck were we? Uh, OK. Yeah. So at this point, we see Chopper arriving and he arrives at a TIE fighter. It's the advanced TIE fighter. So it's the Inquisitor TIE With the fighter. Foldy wings. It's got the foldies. I got to get that set. <laughs> This episode's going to be long. Yeah, it is. That's fine. We we got to take a break after this next clip. But um, so Chopper arrives at this advanced tie, and he, he gets into it, and he fucking, as soon as he lands on it, he lands on the top of it, he flexes to himself, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> he's like, I found it, and he flexes. Yeah! And as he's flexing, all of a sudden, a spinny saber comes flying in and almost takes his head clean off, but he gets out of the way. 
And um, sure enough, it's the uh, Inquisitor running back to his ship. Ahsoka and Kanan are right behind him, though. And they distract the Inquisitor with some fighting. And Chopper hops in the TIE Fighter. He pops the top on that Pops thing the top, goes in the TIE Fighter, and starts shooting at the Inquisitor at point-blank range. But it shoots at great. him with his arms. Yeah. Like he, it's not He's like got he, the little... It's not like he plugs into it. Yeah. He, like, grabs it with his little arms. It's great. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he actually helps knock down the Inquisitor. And is there? He, he loses his lightsaber when he gets knocked down. Kanan kicks it out of the way, and they take the Inquisitor into custody. Um... We're going to get our next clip here. Um, that was just a quick little fight scene. This whole episode really centered around Ezra and the Old Master. Um, so this is Ezra and the Old Master. They're approaching the entrance of the big, uh, the big temple here. So let's take a listen. This is this episode. So Whoa. It's the best. A place of worship for some to others. An engine of destruction. But at its heart, our pride... How do we get in? Two must lift these stones. No more, no less. That is the way of the Sith. You seem to know an awful lot about them. To defeat your enemy, you must know your enemy. Even practice their beliefs. Yeah, my master wouldn't approve of that last part. Then he is doomed to fail. Now, young Jedi, help me. Too heavy. Your anger is a wellspring. You must use it. But a Jedi is never supposed to act out of emotion. Your passions give you strength. And through strength you gain power. You have seen it. You feel it. You must break your chains. Okay, so fucking Maul's like literally just like changing some words around, but just basically reciting the Sith Creed to Ezra. I get, so I get the fact that rule of two in this temple can only be opened by the rule of two. He makes Ezra do most of it, by the way. <laughs> However, like the the puzzle, if you will, is just somebody has to lift up a panel and then the other person has to lift up the next one. And so on and so yeah. forth. So, like, theoretically, why the hell does it only cap out at two? Like, couldn't five Sith be there? Or would it trigger some kind of, like, sense thing? Just from, like, lifting up the things, more people than just two people yeah. could be doing that. I don't know. Maybe there's some weird, like, force spell on it or sure. something that if there's more than two force wielders trying to lift it, I'm it just saying, locks. If, if we're judging it by the puzzle itself... More than two could operate that thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can get a bunch of guys down there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get that thing up like no problem. <laughs> Ezra, like, Ezra takes it first, and it's it's not, like, an easy move. Yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. And he's got, like, struggling with his hands. His hands are all, like, it's fun. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, they go in one door and then another. They release one door and they open the next door. It's a thing. I wrote down, um, man, I can't wait for Fallen Order 2. Oh, <laughs> Chigoba. Um, 
Maul is funny when he's using the force. He like makes like hissing noises and he's kind of like growling and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> he's very feral. Um, Ezra's really straining. Um, Maul seems to be conserving his energy. I think he's using like the lighter bricks for himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is great that they get halfway through and Ezra's like, how many of these things are there? Yeah. Um, it's cool though. It is cool. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it is and it cool. Is, it's like, a, it's a good puzzle for the, like, once you commit, you can't really turn back. No, I mean, you're, yeah, I mean, you, you like, gotta go all the way. You, don't. you yeah. have to go all the way. Um, so our next clip, um, they're going to be getting to like the inner sanctum here. They go through all these doors, lifting them and. The old master is going to reveal himself. Let's take a listen. <coughs> Unless you take risks, do what must be done. There will always be limits to your abilities. Seize the knowledge. Seize the power. Do not become like me, Jabba. My name's Ezra. My real name. Real name? Yes. I once had a real name. So long ago, I don't remember. Now, now I am called... Maul. Okay. So are we supposed to be surprised that it's Maul? Like, I don't think they so. Don't, they don't do a great job of hiding his face. Imagine if you were like just like a prequels fan, though, that never watched the Clone Wars. Like, hey, what the fuck is this? You know, <laughs> you'd really be lost if you didn't yeah. watch the Clone Wars with yep. us. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I also wrote down, like, Jesus, Kanan is right to be scared of Ezra falling to the dark side. Yeah, Because it is taking nothing for Maul to manipulate him. Yeah, and I think it's to be expected. Yeah, of course. I mean, Ezra is just a kid that was a street rat. He's basically Aladdin. And whose uh, parents and everyone close to him got killed by the Emperor. So he has reasons for deep revenge, deep-seated yes. anger, you know? So, I don't know. It'll be interesting going forward to see kind of how they develop that with Ezra. Because it's been a recurring thing. We've seen him flirt with the dark side before. But it's just funny to see Ezra half-heartedly try to, like, come up with aliases and be like, no, I'm being careful. But then it takes, like, virtually nothing for him to, like, yeah. lower all of his defenses. <laughs> <He's> just... <laughs> like, you don't think this is a little weird that you fell in, like, this planet that's just this desolate place... And you just run into this guy who's yeah. just sitting on a bench in this dark... <laughs> Whose face is painted red and has black tattoos all over him. Yeah. 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 It's eh, Ezra is very gullible. Yes. Very gullible. But at the same time, I don't get the same maliciousness from Maul that we're used to. No, it's, it's different. It's he different. It's like... still menacing. Yeah. But I feel like... I don't feel like Ezra's ever in danger around him because I feel like he's like, oh, I can use this guy. I think I saw uh, Sam Wentworth or someone or maybe it was Dave Filoni was talking about how like Maul in this is meant to appear more sincere. And he does. Like, it seems like he's being like honest and kind of like talking about what he's talking about. Yeah. And I think there's also something to be said, the fact that he's never succeeded in his revenge. So I don't know. Maybe there's certain things that he's opening himself up to that he wouldn't have previously. It's like he's not after just all out power. He's after enough power to take his revenge. Yeah. 
And it's if, not if, this if, like yeah. it's not this like I'm going to yeah. take over the galaxy. He doesn't give a shit about the rule of yeah. two anymore. But if like a gullible Jedi Padawan with some right. force power falls into his lap, yeah, I'll probably try to get yes. him to come along with me and maybe help me out on my quest. Yeah. Um. So uh, we get back to Kanan and Ahsoka with Chopper. They're questioning the Inquisitor. Um, and then the second part of this clip is going to be Ezra and Maul, and they get into that inner sanctum, and sure enough, it's a Sith holocron. Um, and so they find this holocron, and um, it's off on this like pedestal on its own, and there's like this big chasm separating it from um, the door they just came through. So let's take a listen to our next clip. You're the fourth Inquisitor we've seen. How many are there? More than enough for the two of you. <laughs> Nothing can save you. Why are you on Malachor? Hunting. But you are not expecting us. Who are you after? <laughs> A shadow. Behold the key. It's a holocron. You know of them? Yeah. My master has one, but it's different. Because this is a Sith holocron, one that holds all their secrets. Well, how do we get to it? It is a test. Only someone with the courage to risk oblivion is worthy to claim it. Throw me. Yeah, throw me. I'll jump, and then you use the force to throw me. My master and I do it all the time. Well, a few times, anyway. Look, we can do this. Okay. So Ezra backs up as far as he can, and he starts just running, gets a running start, and then he jumps. We see Maul just give him a big old Hadouken force push. <laughs> yeah. and, like, he's starting to fall, and then Maul picks him back up. Um, so, they do, so when they show the inner sanctum before he even pushes Ezra over to it, there's no person there for scale. So at first, the way that the pillars are on the outside of it and the holocron's in the middle, it kind of looks like a conference table. And the holocron is like the polycom, like yeah. the speakerphone. It's a little thing in the middle. Like it, it literally, I thought it was like the boardroom of the Sith at first. Yeah. And then like once Ezra gets pushed in there, it's yeah. like, oh, he's like All the of a sudden size Palpatine's paging the through table. onto the, like the little, yeah, I'm here. That's what it seemed like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, Ezra makes the jump. He, he uh, like, Maul pushes him so hard that he almost pushes him off the other edge of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, Ezra is able to to hang on, and he grabs the holocron. And as soon as he grabs the holocron, the temple just kind of comes to life. And the pedestal that it's on starts raising, um, and it's going up towards the top of this ziggurat. It's like a pyramid-shaped temple. And there's, like, a ton of electricity up there. It's like a lightning storm. Yeah, it's like a lightning storm. Um, we get back to the Inquisitor being questioned by Kanan and Ahsoka, and he hits a page button on his little wrist. They got him in cuffs, but he hits this page button. Um, they send Chopper back to the Phantom. Um, Kanan orders him back there, and <laughs> Chopper gives him a little salute. Yeah. We got a lot of great arm work from Chopper yeah. in this Chopper's episode. Chopper's really, yeah, he's really using the physical bits. 
<laughs> he's really using his everything he's got. He's got the ass rocket. He's got the arms. He's firing with the arms. He's doing it all. Um, so the Jedi are uh, escorting the Quisitor, and they're like, yeah, we got to go find Ezra. We got to get out of here. Um, and Kanan's like, I bet Ezra has something to do with this because the temple's coming to life outside as well. Um, so uh, they're going off to look for Ezra. Um, we see Ezra on the platform, and it's continuing to raise, and Maul's like, you got to jump. Like, trust me, jump. Um, and Ezra trusts him and jumps, and they they really do tease it. He starts to fall into the pit, and they tease like, oh, Maul's just going to let him. But no, Maul. It really does feel like Maul is going to grab the holocron and just let Ezra fall. Yeah, but no, he pulls him up, um, and... He's like, there's nothing to fear. You are wise to trust me. So you already, you know, they're they're teasing it, but Maul is going to be definitely trying to tempt Ezra in the next episode. I have a feeling here, like, there's going to be some conflict between Maul and Kanan in regards to this. Um, so, um, where was I? Okay, yeah, so... Uh, you see uh, Ezra and Kanan, and they're like, no, they get to this door, and they're like, there's no way Ezra lifted this door all by himself. Like, how the hell did Ezra get in here? And the Inquisitor just starts laughing. And they're like, who the hell were you chasing anyways? And he's like, a shadow. Yeah, it seems like Maul's nickname is The Shadow. The Shadow. Which is very cool. It's a good thing this Inquisitor didn't catch up to Maul, because I'm pretty sure Maul would whoop his ass. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Speaking like, of the short work Ahsoka would make, can yeah. you imagine Maul with him? I mean, we've even seen, like, Kanan grow in power to the point where I think he would just ice an Inquisitor. Yeah. You know? And and even fucking Ezra. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like Ezra could take one of the Inquisitors. Yep. Um. So Chopper then pages in, like, yeah, we got some company. And, like, just like clockwork, all of a sudden you hear the spins. And you coming down from like the ceiling, just way high up. It's just the and two inqu- fifth brother and was a seventh sister. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've suspended enough disbelief in Star Wars to like push aside a lot of ridiculous things. You hate this, don't but you? But just the fact that it's in this episode and it's the one thing that just sticks out. Like, it's just weird. Yeah, like this episode is so raw with lore and myth and like literally it just it it dragged us to have a, like a 15 20 minute conversation about mole's motivations yeah. and just who mole is like there's so many deep questions to be answered here and there's so much lore and then all of a sudden and then all like, of a sudden oh we I'm got coming in my chop chop yeah it's fucking <laughs> oh it's inspector gadget inquisitorious you know it's like <laughs> the inspector gadget is the fifth brother yeah. you know it's like it does kind of take you out of it for half a second it really does i kind of fucking hate it like yeah. they, like and i don't get it like we know what a force jump looks like. Yes. I mean, good Lord. We've, like, we have seen Quinlan Voss jump. Okay? I am not. So I am not one of the like ridiculous nerds that are going to start talking about like airfoils and like yeah. aerodynamics no. and that type of shit. Like, I'm not to that point. I'm just like, it feels I out, can understand, uh, out I, of place. The mechanics of it don't bother me. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, it's like a helicopter. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah. whatever. It's like, you know, yeah, you just kind of glide down. You know, we all play Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's just if they would have introduced it in previous episodes, it wouldn't be as and jarring. And then it just happened to show up in this one. I would not care as much. But it's literally like they all went and went to like a team meeting at Fortress Inquisitor. It's literally like, where the fuck? 
fuck is this yeah. coming from? They literally went to Fortress Inquisitorius and they're like, hey, check this out. And they're like in the You guys, next semester we got helicopters. Yeah. Files. It's like they went in their X-Men battle room <laughs> and they just were practicing for a few weeks and now they're all just doing it. It was like they all got like a software update. And but they my, they my whole thing when power. I look at it is like, it's unnecessary. Cause like we've seen yes. force jumps. I, you go back to Empire Strikes Back. They don't you, even need to jump. No. They could just come from behind they a just pillar. Run up. Yeah. But like, I mean, if they want to jump into action, we've seen it, and it would be completely valid. Um, we've seen big jumps. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. Luke we, falls into the carbonite. We've seen big jumps. We've, thing. we've seen the biggest jumps. We've seen the biggest. These jumps. next jumps are going to be beautiful jumps. But yeah, I just, you know, it's just, I, it's unnecessary. By the way, did you see how I set up my Quinlan Voss minifig? No, uh-uh. He's got a clear and it looks oh, like he's yeah, jumping yeah. under a roof. Yeah. Boing. Boing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Inquisitor spin it. It's fifth brother and seventh sister. It's the they're one there. that have been pursuing Kanan and Ezra and Ahsoka. Um, and they're going to fight. Uh, we get back to Maul and Ezra, and the holocron has a like many. There's many secrets hidden in it, but also is a key, and so they don't have to lift the doors anymore. You yeah, just Maul, put a little. Maul thing. points out these holocrons; they're multifunctional. Yeah, they're not, not like the, shitty Jedi ones. They're not that, like those yeah. one-note Jedi holocrons. Yeah. Oh, Kanan has a holocron. It's literally just Obi Wan Kenobi saying the most depressing <laughs> message of all time. That's all it is. It's just like, yeah, the order's fallen. Hide. <laughs> just watch this one. It opens <laughs> yeah. doors. I can exchange a TV with it. It opens doors, and it also has the secret to eternal life. <laughs> <laughs> These Sith holocrons, man. Dude, a Jedi holocron is like a PlayStation 1. <laughs> this yeah. is like the Sith holocrons, <laughs> the PS5. Yeah. It's multifunctional. But yeah, so it opens the door so they don't have to fucking use the force to get out. They just stick it in the hit, and then they pull it back out, and they hit. So, um... That's going to be our last clip. It's going to bring us to the end of the episode. Let's take a listen. Paul ends it with the best line. Yeah. How do you open this? One must be a Sith or think like one, but it has other uses. Give it to me. I will show you. Sith holocrons are keys. They can open many doors. I like the hidden meaning in that line, too. Like, yeah, he's going to open a door. So, like, no button. Oh, it breaks. Ezra runs. Ezra! Kanan! Ahsoka! I brought help! Ahsoka. Ma! The Shadow. What fun! <laughs> that brings us to the end of the episode. So cool. Yeah, no, but I like, I was going to say, I like how he's like, the Sith holocron is, is a key to many things. Like, because Sith holocrons, they're like a big crux of like the Bane books and stuff. Like, Bane is always seeking out these holocrons for more well, information. It's, also, it's, it's echoing like Anakin talking to Palpatine at the weird space opera. Where Palpatine is talking yeah. about like Sith's knowledge in the yeah. fact that you it's won't learn stored. this yeah. from a Jedi. Yeah. So like it like learning these these 
uh, forbidden things can yes. open doors that you don't know about. Yeah, and, and Sith masters throughout you know years have left like their secrets that they've discovered in these holocrons, and you seek them out to get information. Um, yeah, I mean, the only time we've seen a holocron, a Sith holocron, the Exegol, um, the map to Exegol, that yeah. was a cool yep. one. Um, but yeah, so uh, that's the end of part one of Twilight of the Apprentice. Um, Adam? What does IMDb give it? It's probably under one episode, I'm guessing. Yes. Because this is a two-parter, but it w- originally or Actually, no. One. No, 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 no. It is split up on IMDb. Okay, what does IMDb give part one? For part one, it is giving it a 9.3. 9.3. Um, This is the best episode of Rebels so far. Isn't it great? Then we've had a couple heavy hitters recently, but this really takes the cake. Um, outside of the spinny sabers, kind of just like temporarily, like it doesn't have Zeb vibing out in it. It doesn't, but it's it's okay. I mean, yeah. this is strictly Jedi and Sith business here. But um, I loved it. It's got everything that I love about Star Wars most. I love a lot of things about Star Wars, but this is at the top. Um, I'm gonna give it a nine point seven five. Nine point seven five. I can't give it a perfect score. We still have a second part of this episode. So yeah. I, yeah. Um, but yeah, th- I think this is my favorite episode so far. Same logic here, following. I just went with nine. Okay. Just to have a round number. Fair. But I feel like it is a lot of setup, but it was everything was leading up to something. So. Sure. And the fact that Maul comes back the way he does is fucking incredible. Yeah. And just like the way they end it with, oh, what fun. Like. Yeah. The the veneer is off. He's not pretending to be the old man anymore. Yeah. Like, he's going to fuck shit up And now. Ahsoka recognizing him right away. Yeah, and the fact that this was before they actually produced. Yeah. Like, God, I love how Filoni had it all thought out. Yep. It works perfectly. It works perfectly it, in the order we're watching. It's it works together. Perfectly. Yep. Um, okay, so a 9 and a 9.75. Always look on the light side of life. All right, light side moment of the episode. Um, for me, it's when Chopper got on top of the advanced TIE fighter and flexed for some reason to himself. Hey. Like, hey, I found it. Hey. <laughs> and then he almost gets decapitated by a lightsaber spinning at him. So, I don't know. It was a funny little moment. Like, that's that's a good taking you out of this episode for half a second. Yeah, it is. Like, that's a good little just couple seconds where you're like, ah, it's funny. Yep. Because it is still Star Wars. Like, you don't have to be super dark all the right. time. That's the thing with, like, a Legends novel. There's not much comedy in those Legends right. novels, man. They're just... Bane they just, take themselves yeah. very seriously. Bane's got orbalist shells <laughs> sucking his soul away, but give him power. It's, just, it's, it's all dark in the Bane novels and stuff. So that's my... Uh, that little just bright moment from Chopper. What's yours? I went with uh, also Chopper-centric. I went with Chopper piloting the tie with his own hands. Yeah. Like, that was the thing that killed me. <laughs> Shooting at point-blank range, Because he very too. easily could have, like, plugged into an outlet like he normally does. Yeah. But no, he, like, uses his arm. He doesn't put his arms away throughout the entire yeah. fucking episode. He's like a kid at an arcade that just saw, like, a really cool-looking game that he, he like, wanted to hit the buttons He grabs on. the yoke, and he, like, yeah. does not let go. He, like, <laughs> fires with it and flies. <laughs> It's funny. It's very cool. And he just starts firing. Like, yeah. it just, I mean, he's aiming at the Inquisitor, but he could have easily have hit Ahsoka or yeah. Kanan, too. I mean, this is a TIE fighter at literally, like, five-foot range. It's a TIE advanced, too. Yeah. It's fucking wild. 
Chopper's great. All righty. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Dark side moment of the episode. I got to go with just the, uh, the absurd gullibility of Ezra Bridger. Yes. Like, it's like, dude, you know, like, it, can you just discern some of this and how this is kind of what he's saying might be a little fucked up? Just a little bit like everything. It kind of goes against... He does mention the one time, my master wouldn't like that. But that's when he literally tells him, like, oh, you have to, like, practice Sith stuff. Like, Ezra's been trained to this point. Like, you're going to be tested at some point. You're yes. going to be tested. And then and this the, is he happening. he doesn't even recognize it until it's just like, yeah, you have to practice Sith things to understand this. <laughs> like, when it when it slaps him Ezra, in the face, he gets Ezra it. Ezra is literally like, well, maybe I should practice these Sith, Sith things because they could come in handy for when I get tested. Yeah, I mean, like, I can understand maybe, like, a naive kid when he's kind of prodding him with, like, you know, you got to grab onto power, this and that. I can understand the naive kid and, you know, just kind of not recognizing the kind of, like, the uh, underlying tones of what he's actually saying to him there. But when he flat out is just like, yeah, you got to, like, practice this stuff to be able to use There's this There's, like, holocron. no subtext whatsoever. And Ezra's like, well, my master wouldn't like that very much. And it's like... Maybe everything he's been telling you, your master wouldn't like very much, Ezra. You recognize that there? Because and then he's like, yeah. maybe you got a point. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my dark side. What's yours? I, I, I've bitched about them before. I just have to give them an official dark side helicopter sabers. Yeah. Spinning wheels probably getting some negative points on the power rankings yeah. this week. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. <laughs> Thank you, Rex. It's good to get a you get a little bit of a light with Rex Oh yeah. You gotta get it up. This episode is long G butter! G G butter! Gina Crano, come on the podcast, help me a being canceled. Dennis Prager, help me a being canceled. Gina and Bob Bryan, you're fired. I'm being canceled. Gina Bob Bryan, you're fired. Sorry. Got poor Bob Bryan. I feel bad for Ball Brown. <laughs> um, the man has a brain yeah. tumor, for Christ's sake. Did you see Gina Carano's film that she made with, like, the Daily Wire production or whatever? Made, like, $830. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, it didn't have, like, a large release, but it's just kind of funny that, like, she went... A lot of people have been talking about it online. From a Star Wars property to... She was going to get her own Shapiro. fucking show! Yeah. And now she's... I don't even think she's getting jobs either. No! Because they realize she's not a draw. Like, that's the thing with this whole, like, being quote-unquote canceled. Like, the right only has a use for you for, like, three months. And then if you don't find a lane that you can make your niche within that, yeah, if they're you're not just making, not... If yeah. they're not making money from If yet. they're not making any money, and, like, if people are bored of, like, your whole shtick, then, well, you're up, you know. Have fun on Mike Lindell TV or whatever, you know. Whatever. Um, okay. Dark Horse Hero of the Episode. Help me, Help me, I'm being canceled. Dennis Prager, help me, I'm being canceled. Gina Crown, come on the podcast. Help me, I'm being canceled. Okay. Dennis Prager, help me, I'm being canceled. Uh, Dark Horse here of the episode. Um, I, uh, I'm going to give it to uh, Dying Lightsaber. Uh, <laughs> low Battery Lightsabers. I'm giving it to Low Battery Lightsabers because it is cool. When he ignites it, it's got the cool green blade. It's the Kylo Ren saber. It's got the cool, but it's got the it's got the, the, like, the handguard, the yeah, crossbars. Yeah, yeah. But it's green, so yeah. it's you know it's a Jedi one. It's very cool. Um, and then it flickers. Yeah, and, uh, and I like how we're getting. It, that's one of the coolest things about Star Wars as we progressed. 
um, in recent, like the last 10 years, is the development of like lightsabers becoming more and more unique. Um, especially the High Republic does a really good job with it. Like the hilts are just different. Like, yeah. you know, when you think back to the original trilogy, like the hilts were just kind of like, yeah, they were, there were variations on it, but they were pretty much just practical, you yeah. know? So um, I'm going to go with the, uh, the double hilt uh, lightsaber. Double hilt. Um, I've already just ran it into the ground, but I think it deserves dark, double hilt, dark, dark horse hero uh, chopper arms. Chopper arms. Just the fact that we, we've seen more of them in this episode than we have in any other episode. Yeah. Just per capita. They yeah. were out a lot. He does flex, too. It's they were doing cool. some work. Yeah. All right. Chopper arms are getting that. Uh, let's do The this. Clone Cast presents Power Rankings. Talk to me. The whole episode. <laughs> yeah, that, that that last mile is really. All right, power rankings. Adam, introduce. <laughs> so power rankings are where we go in and we rank our top three of each episode, and yeah. we accumulate all of those over the course of watching Rebels, and we've gotten some some really heavy tallies up yeah. until this point. Who's well, leading the pack right now? <coughs> I'm assuming it's Hera. Hera's in first. Ezra's in second. Ezra's in second. Conch Galanach was bullet. <laughs> got something in my throat. Well, Aquash Bull, he really, really has uh, got garments of credit since his brain spilled out all over the plains. Sands of the fall. Yeah. The wheat sands. All over the wheat. Yeah. I keep calling it the sands, but I just feel like his the wheat. DNA ended up in yeah. some kid's oatmeal in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> Got some brains in his own. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. It's protein. Yeah, it's Temple of Doom. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. So first place gets three points. Second place gets two. Third place gets one. Adam, who's your first place? <coughs> Number one, I'm going with Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka. <coughs> the fact, and I'm giving her number one just because I feel like she knows that something's going on. She knows even when they're presented with Inquisitors. Like, she recognizes there's something else at play. Sure. And so she's preparing herself. I'm giving it to Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Or just Maul, I guess. Yeah, at this point, you're small. Lost, lost the Darth moniker. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going Maul for my number one. Who's your number two? Number two, I went with Chopper. 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 He was a great wingman in this. Yeah, he had some good moments. And he actually, like, listened. He only talked back once. Oh, yeah. No, Chopper had a really strong episode. Um, he's really getting used to that ass rocket, too. Yeah, he's really, yeah, he's potent with that thing. Um, I'm going with Old Master for number two. <laughs> I just like the name. I like the name Old Master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going Old Master with number two. Um, I know it's small, but... I mean, if you really were blind, you could have been like, who's this old master character? He's unique. By squint. Yeah, by squint. So old master. Who's this old master? Why does he have robot legs? Yeah. (laughs) 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 He's got the Blade Runners. I really wish he had, like, the Pistorius legs. (laughs) The backward. Yeah. Backward Yeah. (laughs) And just, like, flies off. I got to watch. I don't want to lose my voice again. Okay, who's your number three? Uh, My number three is specifically Maul. 
Maul. Not Darth Maul, but the way that he says Maul. There you go. Like in that like that intermissionary period. It is cool. Yeah. You can tell they did a commercial break there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. It was a hard stop. My number three, I was gonna go with old man, because I was just gonna I love them all in this episode. I was gonna give everything to him. The three different names he's called, but I, I'll change that. I'm gonna give it to Chopper. Chopper, okay. Chopper gets a point for me. Uh, Chopper, when he flexed, was fucking real king shit. Um, he flexed and then spun. I'm also gonna give, uh, you know, I'm gonna use my uh, executive producer creds here, and I'm gonna give a point to Ahsoka as well for being very cool. Um, so Ahsoka gets a bonus point for me. She's my uh, uh, Chopper and Ahsoka are my number three A and three B. So um, let's give spinning wheels. Like negative nine. Yeah, that works. That'll bring him to an even negative ten. Oh, did you? I meant to ask you to pull the journey song. Oh, the wheel in the sky keeps on turning. Well, even better, they got a karaoke version. So there you go. <laughs> okay, so that is your power rankings. No change at the top. I almost feel like we should give Ezra negative points for being a gullible dumb bitch. What is going you know, on like with him? <laughs> he was really cool though. Like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, he was cool. I, if I saw an old man sitting there, though, you think like the Jedi in it would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was like suspicious of him at first, but then he's just like, yeah, let's go, let's let's go in this. I love Sith that temple together. This has been like multiple instances of him meeting someone new and being like, I'm gonna keep this guy at arm's length, but then within like five minutes, being like, all right, I trust you, I'm gonna reveal everything. He is Aladdin, man. <laughs> I was just listening to Jafar. Okay, so that is your power ranking. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My goodness. Good hook. Um, I almost feel like I could give it to like Malakor the planet. I know, Very I know, cool I know. Vibes off it, yeah. But I think I've I've talked about how cool it is enough. Um, how unique it was. Um, um, gosh, I guess I'm gonna go ahead and give it to uh, Torellian Django Jumper Inquisitor. The eighth brother. The eighth brother. Now he reminds me of a troll in World of World of Warcraft. He looks like a troll death knight. So I'm giving my good hood to troll death knight. Do they have uh, the weird fingers that he has? Because it wasn't until I saw him holding the lightsaber where I was like, he's got oh, big old, this guy's weird. big old fingers, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, that's what trolls. And they also have the big toes. But he only has like four of them. So yeah, no, they, they got big. The they got big digits. Yeah, and they don't have five. And also their toes are like that like you know it looks like a hoof almost like it's very thick you know um so i'm gonna give it to uh 12 death knights aka eighth brother the inquisitor the Torellian Django jumper yes Torellian Django jumper troll death knight uh who do you got um there are plenty of things that we could go with i almost gave it to the, the, the sith holocron 
the cool. temple itself. Yeah. The, the city surrounding the temple. All the cool lightsabers. All the weird corpses that yeah. are hanging out. The plastered corpses. But I might as well. I'm just going to go. I'm going to give Good Hood the mall officially. Okay. But old man mall. Old master The old mall. master. With the. He, with he the, has literal hood. The scarf around his yeah. head. He's got literal hood in the good hood. Yeah. yeah. And specifically his old man Kane. That is erected from his from his lightsaber. Yeah, he's got the lightsaber. <laughs> it's like he learned a lesson. He learned a lesson from Tira Sanube in that episode. Yep. And he's got his cool chest tattoos exposed. I fucked up my voice. I know. Let's get on with Who's it. Who's that? Who's looking hot? Let's get on with it. <laughs> Thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chuba. Get this out. Okay. Uh, I used to predict the tagline uh, for Clone Wars episodes. We don't have that luxury anymore. We don't have taglines with Rebels. So what I do is I predict the next episode based on the episode title. Uh, so it's Twilight of the Apprentice Part 2. Correct. We're getting Vader. We're getting Vader. What makes you think that? That thing. <laughs> I know things. I see things. I can't avoid it all. Uh, it's going to be Vader and Ahsoka. We're going to have a moment. I'm excited for it. Um, it's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, let's hit the intro, the outro so I can get on with it and finally right. watch it. All right, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Send us an email. Hey, we baby, are clonecastpod at gmail.com. You get those contest entries. You can also reach us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Discord's still going on, so reach out if you want a link to join the Discord. Are you on there yet? Oh, yeah. But I got some Lego stuff I'm going to post on there soon. So. Get on Discord. Uh, we love all of our clone Castanovas. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for supporting us. We will see you next time for the very important part two. Until then, may the uh, Steve Perry be with you. Let's see if I can hit Bruce right on the spot. That wasn't what I wanted to hit. Let's try it again. So the answer is no. Set me up just a night.